It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 94 WIP FM HD1 Philadelphia from the Tasty Cake Studios. This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. We are live on Sports Radio 94 WIP. John Barcher, James Seltzer, Brandon Lee out and all hanging out with you. And we get the extended hour because it's wild card weekend, baby. 345, we're going to have Sean Brace. We'll do some playoff picks. We'll get into a lot of different magic, including maybe Joe Douglas on the move. But uh, we've been fighting for like the last <laughs> 15 minutes in the studio. Maybe even 30. I think we just we we lost our entire show. <laughs> Just in just in a little bit of a moment here, and we'll get that into uh, in a moment. 888-729-9494. Here's why we were fighting. I, I'm thinking about all the stuff that could happen with the Eagles after this season. And then the divisional round of why it becomes a little more pivotal with, hey, I think they really need to win this one, and I think it saves them from a bunch of different things. First and foremost, mentioning Joe Douglas. I'm scared that he's going to leave. And I think if they lose this playoff game, the Texans hire him. And I think there's a pretty good chance that he goes to the Texans. I know BLG disagrees with that, but we'll get into that in a little bit. So I'm, I'm also thinking of these things and we're just having a nice conversation. I brought up the fact that last night we were just chit-chatting about head coaches and quarterbacks and how everybody kind of aligns with the franchise quarterback. And that's what you need to succeed. And the coaching staff doesn't matter as much. You can lose Filippo. You can lose Frank Reich. Even if Jim Schwartz took over as head coach, you'd be comfortable because Carson Wentz is here. And I got to say, I don't think that's the case. I don't think that's the case at all. I think we tend to way too. I mean, it's a little different with Carson because he's very special. I, I mean, I think as much as we're going to fight probably now in the next 20 minutes 
we all love each other, first and foremost. Oh, absolutely. And secondly, we all think Carson Wentz is probably going to be a top-five quarterback through his entire career at some point. There'll be arguments on him and Russell top Wilson. One. Top one. Yeah, top one. Uh, at the same time, I don't think he has as much success in his second year if it's not for Filippo, if it's not for uh, Doug Peterson, if it's not for Frank Reich, if it's not for a lot of those things. And I don't think in the NFL period, and really we're getting into this because of that Patriots article, which is very well done, and all the infighting between, you know, well, uh, Robert Kraft thinks he's the man, and Tom Brady thinks he's the man, even though, oh, could you guys read that, by the way? Uh-huh. Did it get a little crazy with his trainer where it felt like a little Scientology-ish? Oh. Oh, yeah, definitely some cultish type stuff going on. Did you guys read that? $100 cancer pants or whatever it was called, or pajama pants? They didn't even give Tom Brady Patriot of the Week this year. How (laughs) dare they? How dare they? Uh, Yeah, and there's so that's it's a creepy, weird situation. Now, I just mentioned that Bill Belichick and Tom Brady and that whole relationship, there is no Tom Brady without Bill Belichick. 100% believe that to my core. And. I went even further, and I said, I don't believe that there's any franchise quarterback that is out there right now that you would just take willy-nilly and say you can stick him with any of the coach- head coaching candidates that are out there right now, Pat Shermer, whatever, and have as much success as where they're having now because I think we always derail to the franchise QB and not the head coach. And then, yes, thank you, Jack. And, uh, and, then, and then James Head popped off. And then we started arguing like for like 15 minutes. Yeah, aggressive arguing. Well, <laughs> well, mostly it started with the Wentz thing. And my belief, you said that you thought if we said what? Mike Malarkey. If Mike Malarkey were coaching the team Ruin the last him. two years. you 14 said, wins total. You said 12 before for what it's oh, worth. Oh, yeah, no, 12. You there was somebody 12 else that we said 14. Over the, over the two years. And yeah, I, still I, I think hold. that's insane. I, I think that Carson Wentz alone could lead this team to 9-10 wins Without thinking. I, I, I think that it, the way that guy plays, the way he leads, the uh, amount of pre-snap stuff he does, the reads, the all the stuff that happens above the shoulders, what he gives you, I think is in, it, like incredibly more important. And and again, I'm not taking away. I do agree with your point that that there's no question that DiFilippo, Reich, Peterson have played a role in Wentz's development. Uh, no question about that. But to say that they're more important or to say that if another coach comes in, Carson Wentz isn't going to be successful or not close to the type of success he's had, I think is I think is underrating what Carson Wentz brings. No, you. if Hugh Jackson comes in here and is the coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, we're all freaking out. I, see, I don't think so. Him. I don't the think same he does. Way, do you I, think Marcus Mariota is a good quarterback or not? At this point know. in the time. I don't know. And why don't we think so? Because Mike Malarkey sucks, and he's ruining him. And so did Ken Wisenhunt, and that has been evident between a bunch of different quarterbacks. And the only reason why he was good, and there's there's where I'll say Kurt, yeah, Kurt Warner Kurt was pretty Warner, great with him. Kurt Warner is the was, only reason why he had the job throughout his entire career. So that kind of goes against your initial point, though. There is a very few. Well, where did Kurt Warner come from? Saint Dick Vermeule. Well, yeah, all you could, you, could, good. you could argue that there's no that team without Mike Martz if you really want to. I mean, like that that offense was Mike Martz's creation. So I, I understand what you're saying, but I, like I think that I think that if on the average, if you were to, to just take out all the great franchise quarterbacks in NFL history and all the franchise head coaches, I think that it is more likely that quarterbacks on the whole would have more success without the coach than the coach would have without the quarterback. BLG, 
weigh in here because I'm I'm gonna lose it. Well, it's been nice to know you guys. I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna walk out of the room right this now. No, you need so to be the, tame. I need mean, the three, no, three party judge yeah. here. Oh this no, it'll get fired. This up. This is like watching your parents fight. I mean, these guys were like seriously. <laughs> I was just laughing at it before the show. I mean, this is this is great stuff. I'm trying to post I was, the like, video. Fiery in there a little you bit. Were, well, uh, I was feisty. You're known to get a little fiery. A little feisty. Um, I'm gonna post that. I'm gonna try to post that on my Twitter account. So at Brandon Gowan, if I can get that up there, because it is good stuff. But uh, <laughs> as always, where am I on these things? It's always in the middle. The middle. You know, I'm always Come on. It's the Come very on, take. anti-sports radio kind of thing going on here, where you know I, I'm not taking uh, a super hard stance on it. I mean, look, if you're looking at this individual situation, I, is, is that what are we? Are we just talking about the abstract? If we're talking about the Eagles, I mean, I think Carson Wentz has. There's so many tangible things you can point to Definitely. and say that that's him. Like, no matter what, there was a reason he went number two. Like, there, this isn't just, uh, I don't think he's totally just coach made. But at the same time, I mean, how concentrated of an effort was it for the Eagles to bring in a head coach, Doug Peterson, who was a former quarterback, an offensive coordinator, former quarterback, and Frank Reich, and then John Filippo too, who was a former college quarterback and has experience with that. So that was definitely a big selling point. I mean, it probably has to do with both. I mean, that's not the fun answer, but it's true. I mean, it has to do with both. I think it totally depends, too, on a case-by-case situation. I don't think you can just make a big sweeping assumption about it because I think it goes on on individual quarterbacks and, and individual coaches. I don't think Donovan McNabb is as good as is for Andy Reid is here. Well, why don't, you say, I mean, why don't you say you what you said? That, why don't you say that I freaked out about your Alex Smith-Donovan McNabb point? Yeah, because they've, they've both had success. We all know that Donovan is a much better quarterback than Alex Smith. And Alex Smith is somehow into the playoffs with uh, with Andy Reid. Right, but Donovan McNabb had significantly more success with Andy Reid. Donovan McNabb went to five NFC Championship games, a Super Bowl. Like, he had real, tangible success. The Chiefs have never even made it out of the second round with Alex Smith. Like, it's it, that's the point. The fact that with a much better quarterback, Andy Reid gets further than he does with a guy like Alex Smith. But Alex Smith was a bust, and all of a sudden Jim Harbaugh comes along, and then he has, and then he looks like a competent quarterback. Those things happen a lot, uh, and sure. it's happening out. Jameis Winston is he a good quarterback, or does Dirk Cutter suck that much? That's why I'm saying, like there are there are parts where I think you can derail a young QBs. Right. Like, projected, like if he if Peyton Manning does not have Tony Dungy, I don't think he becomes Peyton Manning. Now, now uh, after totally, yes, thank di- you very totally much. Jack. Disagree with and that. If Peyton Manning totally disagree with that. The latter he was he was Manning. He would have been Manning either way. There's no question. Man, about it. I don't know. He won a Super Bowl without an arm with Gary Kubiak as his coach. Gary Kubiak later in his career when he's polished. Sure, but I, the point is, five is, years after after what everything, Dungy, everything Dungy post Dungy. Guy. What did what did Tony Dungy do to help? I mean, Tom Moore probably had more of a role in Jim helping Caldwell. Peyton I don't know. Whoever you want to throw in there is there there that that group of guys that helped Caldwell, him along. Well, I mean, Caldwell was there after. I mean, he already won a Super Bowl <laughs> by the time Caldwell came along. Like he was already a Super Bowl winning quarterback. I'm just saying, like you look at the I, Peyton Manning's one of them that I would say can you can place in here. Sure. That's already been evident. Drew Brees is not. How Drew do Brees you know was that? in San Diego, and then he showed up because I looked at his numbers. I looked at his Super Bowl rings, James. Okay, he was in San Diego for four years, and he had the best running back in the sport on his team. Why? He's not going to have a ton of passing numbers. That was not the type of offense they ran. Then the reason, first of all, with a bum shoulder, he still gets traded away. 
And yeah, sure, Sean Payton's system probably helped him put up the the it prob- massive probably num- helped him. The massive numbers that he put up, I'm saying. I'm not saying it didn't help him. I'm saying the 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 hot like the like exceedingly high numbers he put up. But to say that Drew Brees couldn't have been successful without Sean Payton is asinine. Like that's a ridiculous thing so to say. So if the Miami Dolphins and Nick Saban go, okay, we're gonna take a chance on it, there Nick Saban is still coaching in the NFL and there's uh, multiple Super Bowls. Potentially. The point is like Drew Brees is a great quarterback, independent of Sean Payton. Man, I don't know. Oh, like, I, 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 oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yes. I agree with that, but I don't know how much success. That's what I'm saying. Like, there is, there is always that. There well, is, you're going to find good players anywhere, but it comes right back down to like who is running your team. That is the number one guy that that is going to fit in your philosophy of literally everything. And more in Doug Peterson's case, because we're talking about that, they're listening to Carson. Like, that's a mutual challenging thing. It's not a build a bear which a lot of people are trying to freaking do in this past season. No, he's an MVP for a reason, and that's a lot of that stuff. But they also, John Filippo and those guys took the keys and unlocked his brain right. and did a I, lot I'm of that stuff. I'm not arguing that coaches have zero to do with quarterback success. I'm, I, I'm quite the, quite far from that. What I'm saying, though, is like you're you're saying that Drew Brees would not have been six, as successful. No, we, we he have wouldn't no have. idea. He, there's no way. You have no idea. Look at look at the coaches that went through San Diego after that. There's no way. You have no idea to say that Drew Brees is a great Hall of Fame quarterback. What's Sean Payton? Chop meat. He's I mean he's a good, he's a good head coach, but I mean what has Sean Payton done since winning that Super Bowl? They've been a pretty bad team. Like, but Drew Brees has still put up numbers. Well, because their he? defense has been a complete sip, so that's I, not but, inside hey, the ball. But there. he's still Come the head. Now. He's still the head coach, right? I mean, uh, he's still in charge of everything. He's still in charge of winning football games. Eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. It's going to our good friend Todd in South Philly. What's Yo! up, buddy? Yo, guys. All right, so a couple things. First, Jimmy, I love it when you're feisty. I feel like I'm watching Always Sunny. <laughs> Second of all, John, about last night, yeah. Colleen was saying Carson should have pulled his rifle on Brady. Yeah, it was a little weird, right? To Tom. What, Colleen <laughs> being weird? Colleen, no. Colleen, Colleen was asking me where you were, and <laughs> oh, then she God. turned into, like, uh, by the way, uh, bec- oh, she said Carson would never, never cheat. And therefore, he should take his pheasant gun and, and shoot Tom Brady or something like. I was like, "Whoa, Colleen's getting a little little crazy on a, a Friday night." Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, so John, last night when you were talking about this, I agreed with you, and I, I've been thinking about it more and more. And today, I disagree. Oh, so, I'm talking about flipping on me, just so, like that. Hold on. So, just listen to my point. I think, as a basis, your argument is correct, except for the fact that. It's not the specific coach. I think any decent board, like baseline coach will do well with a franchise quarterback. I don't think the reverse is true. I don't think if you gave Bill Belichick Alex Smith, he would have five Super Bowls. Do you think he had like success I, with uh, Drew Bledsoe before Tom Brady took over? I don't know. That's also yes, a little bit before my time because I'm a younger guy. Right, but, but for what it worth, he didn't win Super Bowls. He didn't go to a Super Bowl with Drew Bledsoe. Bill Parcells did. And also, like, can we not underrate Drew Bledsoe? Like, Drew Bledsoe wasn't a, a, a franchise, like, great quarterback, but he was a really good quarterback for a long time, certainly better than Alex Smith. Yeah, like, if you take – so like I mean, just look at the numbers. Right now, right, right now there's only three tiers of uh, head coach in this league, I believe, and that's Bill Belichick – and then it's all the coaches that get out of their team's ways, and then it's the coaches that literally lose their team. Who are the, who are the coaches that get out of their own way? I think Doug Peterson's in there. Like, all, all the Man, ones that just really? don't lose their team's Todd. games. Todd's, like, Todd's, Todd's a big Doug Peterson fan, no, too. Like, He's a big Doug guy. I like Doug Peterson. I like Doug Peterson. Ask Jimmy. I say this all the time. All I the love time. Doug Peterson. But I'm saying he's not He's it's not Bill out Belichick. of his like, way, Todd. Only, 
I love you, My kid. My guy. Good looking Kids out. Kid's out of his way. It's not a lie if you believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't believe my ears. The, the, listen, I, I know we can't. We have no idea how to judge Doug Peterson like in two years into this thing because there was a lot of people that want him fired. But just to say he gets out of the way. Come on, gang. I mean, like this is this is a guy that had massive success with with his system, with his play calling making sure that guys get open on, on certain vertical routes and making Nelson Aguilar a slot guy and changing all these different things around with personnel and big, new wrinkles, creativity, all that stuff. And we're just going to say, yeah, Hugh Jackson could have done the same. Pat Shermer could have done the same. I think Pat Shermer might have been. I mean, like, I like look, Pat Shermer made Case Keenum look pretty great this year yeah. I, for what it's worth. Look, I'm with you. I, like, I get what you're saying. I Like, I, it is insane to me to underrate Wentz like that. Like, I think, I mean, Wentz is like, sure, it's Pierce and system, but Wentz is calling the plays on the field. Wentz is seeing what's in front of him and making decisions. He's installing plays in the playbook. Exactly. All that type of stuff. You're telling me that that Pat Shermer couldn't do that well enough for Carson Wentz to, maybe they're not, you know, on pace for 14 and 2, 15 and 1 before Wentz gets hurt. With Shermer, but I think they're still a 12 and 4 type team with, with Wentz leading the way. If Wentz stays healthy the whole season, he's that good. He's that much of a difference maker. That that's kind of where I'm at. Chuck Pagano, same, same thing. Like, do they win games without without somebody that's that's as creative as Doug? Do they get well how many? I mean, yeah. I don't know. And, and Are they yes. a playoff team? Are they a playoff yeah, team with I think, anybody? I think I think with Carson Wentz as your quarterback, you're a playoff team. John I mean, look, Fox. Aaron Rod- let's put it this way. Aaron, look, Aaron Rodgers is a every single year playoff guy, right? With a Horrible head coach, a Super Bowl winning horrible head coach, and a 53 man roster around him with other than some skill players that is nowhere close to as good as this Eagles roster. Yeah, but this is and he's been doing it for years. You're talking about Aaron Rodgers. You probably probably would at the end of his career be one of the greatest. Uh, Absolutely, Uh, I I agree with you. I'm saying that I think that Wentz can like you know I'm not saying he's Aaron Rodgers, but he's like on his way in that general direction exactly. And and even what we saw this year, I mean. What do you have, 33 touchdowns and like six interceptions, seven interceptions, whatever it is, in, in the games he played? I mean, he ended up second in touchdown passes, and he missed three games. I, 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 I like. I, I think, there will be at some point that we will say that, though. I think that I'm Wentz saying is right good now. enough to, yes, I think that Wentz, Wentz is good enough to carry this 53-man Eagles roster to the playoffs with the bad guys. I don't think he gets there without Doug Peterson and Filippo. Yeah, I, I do. really don't. I don't really think do. he throws 33-7. and seven. I don't. Yeah, oh, I don't know if he does 33-7, and seven, but I think they're a playoff team, and I think he still has a really, really great season. All right, let's go to Daryl real quick. Daryl, what's up, buddy? You're on BGN Radio. Gentlemen, it's a simple, simple fact. You can argue the point until you're blue in the face. Franchise quarterbacks make everyone around them better, including the head coach. Okay? It's a simple fact. They're the ones executing. They're the ones leading the team. They're the ones instilling confidence into an offense. Do you think that Bill Walsh is Bill Walsh without Joe Montana and without um, Steve Young? Come uh, on, guys. Do you think I think I think Steve Young was a better QB than Joe Montana in some regards, but I I think Bill Walsh without Joe Montana would have won. Yes. So I here's do. the here's the devil's advocate real quick. Like, so you're saying the franchise quarterback makes everyone better, but like, who, what makes the franchise quarterback? I mean, yes, that's that's yeah, John. If we're like, talking about top five quarterbacks, I get that. Quarterback. Okay. Okay. Because you look at guys like Peyton Manning, you look at guys like Tom Brady. There's a recipe. Extremely intelligent extremely intelligent Mm -hmm. these are guys that would succeed outside of football in very high stress high competitive maybe 
scientific type of realms. These are guys that are firing with IQs that are at the upper end of the football spectrum in terms of just overall, if you took the IQ of everybody in football. I don't know. Ben Roethlisberger is pretty dumb, man. No, but for the most part, I think Darren's right about this. I get what he's saying. He's right about this. And but even you're if, also saying with the benefit of hindsight, well, uh, too. But even also, but, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger might not be that smart outside of football, but he's football smart. Football smart. He knows okay. what he's so, seeing. Yeah. And he, he can... second, that Carson Wentz hasn't made Doug Peterson better. The Carson oh, Wentz I, I definitely believe that, Daryl. I, I, I'm not, and, and that's not what I'm saying either. But, like, I really think that we just say Carson Wentz would have done this with anybody. And I don't think that's true. I really don't. I, I, look, I, I, I don't know that it isn't true, but I agree. I don't think anybody, like, sure, if you put the worst coach in the league there, I don't. And even then, I like, I think he could still make the playoffs. I really do. We've seen terrible coaches take teams to the playoffs. John Fox want to play. Today. John Fox want to play. <laughs> exactly. John Fox want to play a game with Tim Tebow as his quarterback. I mean, we've seen. And got credit for doing that for throwing a stupid bomb over Pittsburgh. Right. And my, my point, my point, <laughs> I mean, like, they, like, you keep bringing up John Elway. Like, what did Mike Shanahan do without John Elway? There's never been a head coach that has won a Super Bowl with two teams. There's never been one. It's never happened. I mean, like, it's hard. Like, you need that quarterback to really propel you. I understand the importance of the coach. I don't want to take away from that. I just think that that more, more of the time, it's the franchise quarterback helping the coach get there than the coach helping the, the quarterback. Man, let's get to Steve in West Philly. Steve, what's up, buddy? How are you? Yo, Steve. Uh, we're gonna put Steve. I wanted on hold. to hear Steve's point. He oh was, yeah, oh, it's, he it's, was agreeing it, with it, me. It was, uh, it was, yeah. Well, I uh, know. I think he was agreeing with me. No, Man, it wouldn't be is, the same without Doug. I think he was agreeing. Insane, oh, he's insane. Okay. insane. Uh, I, I just think that there's, there's so many steps where you can see guys in, and and look, that's what I'm saying. Are we talking about top five guys, or are we just talking about quarterbacks in general? Like, well, is, I mean, it, is it the Joe Flacco's of the world? Is it the Alex Smiths of the world? Is it? Well, that's where, the, that's where are the we point. I mean, there's that's the point. There's so many different levels to this discussion that that do change with, you know, obviously we've been talking about the top elite guys, and I, I, I believe it to my core with that, but I think, I mean, you could talk about it with the McNabb-Alex Smith comparison. I, I think that's another fair one. I mean, I think the, the, regardless, on the whole, having a quarterback is more important than having a coach if you had to boil it down to that, which, again, they're both important. They're both crucial. I think if you had to boil it down, you have to choose one. Franchise quarterback is more important. And let me just get clear that Air Force first, too. I would, if it comes down to a one-on-one thing, I'm absolutely sticking with Carson Wentz, and you'll go find a replacement for Doug Peterson. If it's the trio of them, I don't know. Really? So you would take Peterson, Reich, and DiFilippo? And if, keep... you can, if you could guarantee oh, me that they would stay I w- together, I don't know. I would let those guys know. walk. I'd be like, I'm not saying no. Boys. I'm not saying no. I'm just saying I don't know. More importantly, speaking of the Carson Wentz's, they are up 14-3 to in their playoff game as North Dakota State is underway. BGN Radio is underway, too. John Barchard, James Seltzer, Brandon Lee Gowton, Jack Fritz behind the glass. It's time for an update with John Johnson on Sports Radio 94 WIP. This is BGN Radio. Sports Radio 94 WIP. First of all, I do actually think he's going to be head coach. Um, he's got a couple places where he's pretty strong. To me, Chicago is the one to keep an eye on. You know, and it, it's interesting because, you know, that was a place where when they're looking at Mitchell Trubisky, they want him to be like Carson Wentz. They think he can be like Carson Wentz. Played a little bit rookie year. Had some moments, you know, but really never quite took the step. And then in year two with great coaching, took the big step. That's where they want Mitchell Trubisky to be. Certainly would make a lot of sense to hire the coach. You know, bright young coach, really promising, who helped Carson Wentz take the leap. Oh, weird. Weird. Ian Rappaport saying, hmm, 
good coaching and taking the leap in year two. Just just throwing that out there. BGN Radio, John Parcher, James Seltzer, Brantley Gout, and Jack Fritz behind the glass there as well as we'll keep that conversation going for sure. More importantly, out of that cut, a couple of things. First of all, uh, Chicago thinks Mitchell Trubisky is their car. <laughs> so it's adorable. Secondly, secondly, they think a guy on this staff that helped Carson Wentz somehow take that leap in year two have enough faith in the knock on his door and be like, hey, but can you do the same thing with Mitchell Trubisky, who is clearly nowhere near the skill set of that? But don't you think John Filippo, if anybody in in this coaching hiring, maybe Pat Shermer too, can take out Mitchell Trubisky and make him look like an All Pro? I, I don't know if anyone's going to make Mitchell Trubisky look like nah, an all-pro. That's a fair point. But, a yeah, pro look, bowler, at look, least? How I about think, that? I think DeFilippo is an, an awesome coach. I'm, I am I really don't want to lose him. I think they are going to lose him. I, too much excitement for and And he's the he's the right type of hire right now. There aren't enough guys like DeFilippo on the market is the problem for us. There aren't enough of those young, you know, offensive-minded quarterback guru type guys on the market. And I think that as a result of that, uh, you know, DeFilippo uh, – Big time, you know, candidate out this season. I think someone's going to hire him. BLG, we talked about it on the podcast. You can find us there at BGN underscore radio. You don't think it's much of an impact if a guy like him leaves. Like, nothing's going to change as long as Doug and Carson are still here, right? I mean, I don't think it's literally no impact, but I don't think, I think it gets overrated because I, I said, I brought it up on the podcast. I said, John, name a situation where a quarterback coach leaves and that player is just like doomed for the rest. Of, I, I can't think of one. No. I well, can't even think of one. Look at what happened. What was the, uh, what was the fight with Nick Foles in 2013? Remember the uh, laser? Laser. And, laser. <laughs> who and just, then laser was gone. And Phil Musgrave coming in. Who, yeah, congratulations, said, by the way, uh, just got signed to a new offensive coordinator contract the Bengals, with the Bengals, yeah. which is wow. insane. But yeah, uh, along with Marvin Lewis yeah. back again, it's going to, it's going to be different this time. Uh, <laughs> but Starting your, from scratch. To your point though. No, BLG, I, I can't, think of anything in recent memory where a QB coach has really screwed screwed anything up. Here. And I don't think that was laser, too. I mean, I really don't. I no mean, that's, way. That's so much no, it was chill. Chill. It was yeah, chill. And just, that was t- such a totally unique thing. And we, I said good quarterback, so you can't, you can't put any calls <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, But seriously, I, I think it goes back to that. And going to James's point, I think it's absolutely today's trend, the market, the, the, the climate of the NFL where you're seeing Sean McVay again, and, and even Kyle Shanahan do these younger offensive minds. Yeah. They're the sexy pick, you know, for a head coaching candidate. And I, I think it makes a ton of sense. I mean, you have Mitchell Trubisky there. You took him, you have him. Why not try to get the most out of him? I mean, if he's there. And I think to the to the, the same extent on the, like the opposite side, that's why Jim Schwartz, I don't think, is really as legitimate of a head coaching candidate. Because first of all, his Detroit tenure wasn't good. I, I still think the stink of that is still existing. And I think... People aren't rushing out to hire a defensive guy. Yeah, Jim Schwartz was 22 games under 500 in his tenure in Detroit. Not a good head coaching record, and that's tough. You know, that's look at the record. That's something he's going to have to answer for. But also to your DiFilippo point and the DiFilippo point in general, I've heard a lot of people talk, and I know Andy Reid did it. That was a long time ago, saying, oh, well, he's a quarterback coach. You know, he's probably not going to get a job. He was an offensive coordinator in the league as well. He does have yeah. that experience. He kind of took a step down to come here to work with Wentz and all that stuff. So he made the Browns he's look got, good. He's got all Better that Better than experience. Hugh Jackson, by yeah. the way. Hey, <laughs> with, hey. with, less, with less to work with, uh, I might end. Coming back for a third year, yeah. Hugh Jackson. Let's go to our good friend, uh, Steve in West Philly. Steve, what's up, buddy? Yo, Steve. Oh, Steve. Come on, man. You are killing Two me. Two in here. a row. Instead, we'll go. Uh, let's. Uh, this is this is kind of interesting. Speaking of DeFilippo, let's go to our friend, Nick in Exton. Nick, what's up, buddy? What's going on? What's on your mind today, pal? 
Uh, not much. I just got out of uh, work uh, on my way down to Delaware. To, I want to play some uh, point spreads with the games. Yes, you on. should. Delaware Park is awesome for that. Yes, and I got out of there. But before I started my shift, I was talking to uh, my coworker, uh, Anthony DeFlippio. And which is his cousin is John DeFlippio. Really? And, huh. and we were talking, and I said, uh, uh, why does he want to get out of there so bad? And the one thing he did say was, the first thing he said was, because Swartz and, and Doug Peterson argue too much. <laughs> Drama! Good. He also wants to move off in the field. I mean, he thinks... Oh, yeah, that just uh, makes the most sense there. Yeah, if he, yeah. Exactly. Look, if he gets but head he, coach offer, he's leaving. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's be real There's about a lot this. of people that are in there just like, well, yeah, of course. It's, yeah, there's it's, 32 of those jobs yeah. in the world. You're, you're and going. That's his Regardless that's of his the infighting, you're going. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. And It'll I be said, harmony you know, here. You know, uh, Trubisky is, uh, he could be like Carson Wentz. And he said, uh, you know, I talked to John and he said he didn't want to really go there. No kidding. Said, why? 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 Why is that? He said he really likes to go with uh, Andrew Luck. In, in the I knew it. Dude, see, Nick, I mean, like, now now again, it's just Nick, but that seems, all those points seem. <laughs> no, I think it's but definite. That was, I think definitive breaking news right there. That was, that was 100% my prediction, though. Like, you why would that. why that's, would that's you, the that's the first why would thing anybody, you would want to. Like, that, yeah. I mean, I know that, like, the Giants is the brass ring and all that BS, but, like, if, <laughs> it, of these jobs, like, how, like, it, it has to be the top choice, right? You have a chance to go coach. Andrew Locke, like what other job on the market is as appealing? The uncertainty of it, I guess, could throw some people and off. And I mean, like, Jim Irsay is also, you know, that too. Psychopath. So. But like, do we even know for <laughs> sure? Like, Andrew Locke is going to play. Like, do it's we hundred percent know? Well, I think that if you're if you're if you're getting offered that job, sure. you're, that's your first yeah, exactly. question. Yeah. Hey, what's the deal with Andrew? I want to see all the everything you got. Like, show me the the full medical works, like everything. I but, you wouldn't it wouldn't surprise you at all if Schwartz and Peterson fought like crazy. No. Right? I, I, honestly, I'd be surprised if they didn't. Yeah. I mean, you know, like that, and that could be anything, I too. mean, look, it went back, and that was the funny thing, was that that story went away. As we said it would, if they win games, no one will care. No one will care. But, but that was a story. See, that well, was a thing. And that's, Can I just point out that to all the – I mean, like, I know that we're not speaking to a Boston audience, but the, the Boston fans that just – Jumped on that without reading anything. Oh, or just like, here we go. ESPN making up lies about Belichick and Brady and Kraft. No, everything, every single thing in there seems legitimate. And everything that they came out said, well, we're together and we refute this stuff with some of the inaccuracies. Then can call out the inaccuracies. Yeah. Where are they? And it's the same guy that broke the Harbaugh in York turmoil that was happening there. He's a good reporter. He's a good. So Wickersham's a good reporter. It's so thorough, too. And, and so th- is Jeff McClain, by the way. And the thing I love about when, like, a team or players, like, deny something, a story like that, people are just like, oh, well, they denied it. So it's not true. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Are like, you kidding me? Like, like, like what, what are that they going to say? But people, Actually, it's true. We <laughs> yeah. hate each other. Yeah. We can't even be in the same room years. together. <laughs> I don't even talk to Tom. So, yeah, we're, we're doing great. Yeah, and I can't imagine if, if the if the Patriots have those kind of issues with how much success that they've had, like, what does the Titans locker room look like right now? <laughs> what do the Titans and Chiefs do like before they come out to this playoff game? The same with like, I don't know, probably the Bills and Jaguar. Well, the Bills are probably ecstatic. I mean, yeah. you saw all those videos. Uh, they, that were they've already won their Super Bowl. But like, you know, Sean Payton and like, whew, boy, oh boy, does he, uh, I don't know. He needs, he needs volume or something just yeah. to, just to chill out there. But I'm, I'm sure the same things have happened in all four of uh, the, the playoff teams that are, are going to start today, and we'll get into those too. Falcons, Rams, Titans, Chiefs uh, kicking it off today, and uh, Murph is going to continue on with us. In Wayne Murph, what's up, buddy? How are you? Yo, Murph. Murph, hey. 
Oh, man, I feel so bad he was hanging out. We'll put him on hold and see what's going on. Let's go to Darren in South Philly. Darren, what's up, buddy? How are you? What's up? First off, Celso, so I feel some type of way. I didn't get the my good friend. That's the last time I defend you when Joe starts to pick on you, my oh, friend. Oh, no, come on. You get are him. my guy. I didn't introduce you. You are my good friend, Darren. Come on, brother. Let me clarify. I just flew in from Vegas, and I don't know what I was thinking. I should just kept my behind out there. Uh, it was cold. I was not ready for this. Yeah, man, it's but- brutal. Anyway, to you who was saying that Donovan McNabb is a better quarterback, my friend, I love you, Jimmy, and I say this with love. What are you smoking? I'll take then Alex, Alex any day. What? Oh, no, D- Darren, Darren, that is, that, is so, that is definitely true. Wow, really? I don't like Donovan. I, mean, I, like I mean, Donovan. I get that. Alex Smith, Alex Smith can at least throw the ball five yards further and doesn't throw it at your ground. Right, it, but I mean, Alex, but Donovan McNabb can actually and throw Alex the ball downfield. Except Dude, if, if second scramble, Donovan, Darren, if, Darren, if, if, if Donovan McNabb had Tyreek Hill, there would be so yeah, many touchdowns. Come, come on. on, you know that. Donovan McNabb, true, but also Donovan had a TO, and look what happened when he had. Yeah, exactly. Look what happened. But like again, if Donovan had Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill would steal a thunder, and then Donna would be in his feelings, and then, you know, Tyreek would probably... Well, that's, that's a kid. different... Yeah, if you want to say that, that Alex Smith is a better teammate or a guy you want as your quarterback more, that's fine. Who wasn't a better quarterback? Yeah, I just had to mess with you. It was that's good. easy, Jimmy. Like, <laughs> it's, had, it's always yeah, easy, right? I, I legitimately been, I'd legitimately been in Vegas for the better half of two weeks, so I had to call when I messed with you. Well, you I'm gave me a shot with, with the Donovan thing. I hope you guys had a merry, merry Christmas and a happy new year. I'll see you guys later. All right, yeah, thanks, buddy. Really yeah, I mean, uh, well, we got to draw the line somewhere with that stuff. That was the whole point. Is my my point was Alex Smith is a worse quarterback, and Andy Reid is still having success yeah. with it, which with therefore. And just look at McNabb's draft class first of all, because do you think if Donovan landed anywhere amongst those teams, if he landed in Cleveland, uh, landed in no. the, with the Bengals I, I at that think, point? Look, and I, I do think that's kind of where we're coming back to what you were saying before, John. I do think there is. There's a differentiation between the greatest of the great and then that kind of next step down and that next step down and also the greatest of the great with coaches and stuff too. That's why this is such an interesting discussion because there's so many layers to it and there's so many different types of examples that you can kind of point to to make the point one way or the other. And there's only one correct answer, and that's mine. (laughs) And uh, we're going to Mike in Wilmington. Mike, what's up, buddy? How are you? Hey, guys. I'm enjoying your show. Appreciate it, bud. Just a a question. I mean, if, if, you know, you – analysts and fans looked at uh, the the complex of the complexion of the playoffs and Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, uh, Brady, they all got hurt or one of them got hurt a couple of weeks before the playoffs. Mm-hmm. What do you think? You, I mean, seriously, what would your opinion be? If, with those teams? Oh, yeah, that they wouldn't have a shot. Yeah, okay, like if so Matt, if why, Matt Ryan go, went down or they went down or et cetera, et cetera, yeah. Right. So why are we, as Eagle fans, other than the fact that we've been so starved for a championship, believing that the defense can, you know, pick it up or, you know, you, you got to have a you – know, these guys make a lot of money and you, you can't overpay. Um, and if he plays bad, you lose. So, who, 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 if I mean, who plays bad? Sorry, I'm, I'm missing your that quarterback. Point. Oh, your yes. quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here we are, you know, and everybody's saying, oh, we got a great defense and, you know, we can run the ball now. We can make, uh, make changes for Nick. I, I, I just don't think that uh, if Nick plays to the highest of his ability and Minnesota has got a very good defense. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, you know, depending on who we end up playing. 
I, I just think that, you know, somewhere along the lines, and, and I understand your business and you want to drive calls and, you know, and, and talk. Mike, but I've never, I've never really heard anybody say, "Hey, you know, guys, you got to be realistic." Oh, that's oh my God. all we've said. Mike, that's all Mike, we've said the, the, for like three weeks, and we got yelled at yeah, for. Yeah, people have been really mad at us actually because <laughs> yeah, we've for, tried for, to be realistic. Let's let's put it this way. Well, here's here's what I'll 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 ask this question, and then we'll we'll answer it as we come back here. If Doug Peterson wins this divisional playoff game somehow, even with Mike and our skepticism about Nick Foles. Does the conversation change a little bit on what is and what is not important with this football team? BGN Radio, we'll get back right on uh, here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. I think it would certainly change the perception of Doug Peterson if he somehow wins the divisional playoff game. I think everyone would go, ah, see, it is. That's why he's a good coach, and he ran the ball 35 times or whatever it's going <laughs> to be. Also, quick prediction, the number one argument, no matter what happens after that game, is they didn't run the ball yep, enough. Yep, 100%. If they lose. 100%. They no, 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 could, either they one. Could, they could run the ball 60 times and throw <laughs> it five. And be like, why didn't he run the ball more? If they win and Nick Foles like, has a fluky touchdown and then and, 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 and another regular touchdown and they it's a nail-biter, I, I, don't get me wrong. I'm happy for the win, but they should have ran the ball more. I guarantee you, no matter what happens, that will be it. BGN Radio. Oh, sorry. I, I think like, BLG is going to say they should run the ball more, right? Well, they should, and I think the, I think the take would be that, oh, Nick Foles is great. We're going to win the Super Bowl. Oh, maybe. I mean, yeah. maybe. Well, I would convince in, myself at that point. Interesting hypothetical that was brought up on the Midday Show this week. The concept that, if like, and I guess it depends on how they win, but... You know, there were the the lines that came out that they'd be, you know, an underdog versus the Panthers, underdog versus Saints, even line with the Falcons. How much, like, if the Eagles win convincingly in the divisional round, no matter who they're playing, are they favorites at home against the Vikings if yeah, that's I think what so. it is? I think so. I don't. I still don't think they are. I think if it is a, like a... If they win, like, 30-3 to three or something, you're like, all right. You remember that playoff game in 95 against the Lions? Win. Of course, yeah, fifty-eight to thirty-seven or fifty-seven to three, whatever it was. Can only yeah. can only guarantee death and taxes. And Ray Rhodes got all fired up afterwards. Yeah. If it's like the that, Loma, Lomas Brown game, yeah, yeah, exactly. If it's uh, they put up fifty-five, didn't they, or 50, something? It was. I think it was either fifty-six to thirty-seven or fifty-eight to thirty-seven. If it's that kind of game, Rodney Pete, baby. they will one hundred percent be favored. I agree because the public will go, whoa. Yeah, I agree. If I it's agree. that kind of surprise, and is that really? That's not gonna. That's not. No, gonna they, they, it's gonna be like seventeen out, right? fourteen if they win. I mean, let's be <laughs> real, right? I mean, that's the formula theoretically. They need to run the ball, John. It's BGN Radio. That is James Seltzer. I'm John Barchard. Uh, Brandon Lee Gout, and of course Jack Fritz behind the glass as well. As we go to our good friend David in New Mexico. What's up, buddy? Gentlemen, how are we? Doing fantastic now. Um, you know what. You asked the, the question before you went to break, and you also answered it, and you answered it correctly. It is going to be a good reflection on what Doug Peterson has done with this squad. And uh, if that doesn't push him over for coach of the year, then I, I don't know what to do. Yeah, unfo unfortunately, it, it, those are done by uh, the regular yeah. season. And unfortunately, and I think McVay is going to win it. It just seems like there's yeah. a groundswell. Hey, you know, well, David, thing. real quick, real quick, would it change your perception of Doug Peterson if he wins a playoff game this year? Uh, no, because I, I was on Doug's side when he got hired. I mean, I was I was skeptical just like everybody else, but when yeah. he ran off four or five games in a row and, and they actually acted like he knew what he was doing and you wouldn't waver about 
his decisions, then, you know, that's what you want your coach to do. You want your coach to go out there and say, look, I made a command decision and we followed it. And that's, you know, that's it. Let the chips fall where they may. I mean, you can't ask for any more than that, but he proved that he was confident and he proved that he was confident in, in what he was doing. And that's all you can ask a coach to do. And players follow suit. What scares me about this whole thing is the uncertainty of what's going on with Nick's confidence. I mean, I don't care how they win the game. They can win the game three to two. I don't care. <laughs> all right. But but I don't want I don't want Nick to be so um, freaked out in his own psyche that you know that he can't you know that he can't function and I can't see that happening I can't see the other 52 guys in that team you know not getting behind him or at least you know showing him that they you know that they support him now he's going to have to go out and play well he's going to have to go out there and 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 just relax and let the game come to him but however they win. I just want him to win. This, 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 this thing is too close now. We may not be in this position for another, you know, six or seven seasons if it doesn't happen now. Oh, David. And uh, let's hope. Yeah. Let's hope you're wrong Listen, about I, that. I my don't. Friend. I don't necessarily Dude, I, disagree with David on that. Uh, I, just, I think I'm with Carson saying, Wentz, you, I think you're there. No, I look. It, it I takes get a lot it. More I get it. That. No, I get I it. That, all I'm saying is that, is that is that the format on how they're winning this season. All right. Even if they lose uh, Di Filippo. The format on how they won this season is going to change for next year because you're going to have new players, you're going to have new chemistry and whatnot. And a lot of times you can't duplicate a 13-3 and three season with the kind of magic they've had to deal with. Oh, and David, I, 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 that's where I know it's a little ridiculous at some point. It's like, well, I don't know if they'll ever be back in this position again. But at the same time, you're knocking on the door of a franchise record in 14 wins. It's never happened since the franchise has been around. We've seen 13-3 and three here and there, but they're going to have a tougher schedule. We don't know if Carson's going to be back for week one. You're going to lose DiFilippo. You might lose Joe Douglas. You might, you know, there's all these different things that are going to change. Now, you have your core here, which is great. I just think if it is, that's why I'm, I, I I hope that you're right, BLG, with the, oh, whole, with the whole Joe Douglas thing, and yeah. it's not that big of a deal either, or even if he goes, and we'll get into that in the 2 o'clock hour a little bit. So I talked to John McClain uh, yesterday, not from Nakatomi Tower. Not from the, Yippee-ki-yay, yeah, yeah, blank. Yeah, yeah. from uh, the Houston Chronicle. has been doing it for a long time. But... Uh, I don't know. I, I do think things change after this. I think the window is open, BLG, but I'm not sure if they'll ever be in this position again with a first round buy. Yeah, without good, like what James is probably going to say, with how good Carson Wentz is, the window is, isn't closed yep. for sure. But at the same time, I mean, just because I, I always look at it this way when we always talk about how, you know, this Eagles, this Eagles season, you can say it's a success, but what does that mean going forward? Like, it's a success in this one year, but it doesn't mean it's a success. And now we can just carry that over next year and beyond. Like it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that at all. I mean, look at the Cowboys last year, thirteen and three. And now, granted, the Eagles have a much better, much much better quarterback than the Cowboys. And but even look at the Raiders too. And I mean, Derek Carr, you can debate what you think of him, but I mean, they were twelve and four. These teams, you see it for as much as we talk about teams that go worst to first. Teams go first to worst as well. And I'm not saying the Eagles will, but they're in such a a, a situation where if they do lose lose these assistants and they lose Joe Douglas and they're not losing any key players, really, totally this off season. But like, if you lose Trey Burton and Bo Allen and Nigel Bradham, Patrick those Robinson th- and Patrick Robinson, mm-hmm. those things start to add up. So I think it's a situation where this team, you know, it's it's going to be interesting because especially with Wentz next season and coming off the injury and everything, 
I mean, there's no. I mean, that could be a down year right there. And then at that point, then if contracts there is, come up, and contracts then come up, and then what? Are, what's the mindset even if Wentz has that down year last next year, and they don't even make the playoffs, or they go like nine and seven? Like we could feel totally different about the long term outlook just based on one season. Uh, while I agree with that, and I do, I get David's point. Like they're the one seed; they have a chance. They're they're three wins from winning a Super Bowl. Like I get that. But I would also argue that they're really not like to say that they won't be in this great a position again. Like I'd rather be the six seed with Wentz than the one seed with Foles. So like yeah, to say absolutely. that. So yeah. the point yeah, being, yeah. like if they're in the playoffs with Wentz, I feel like they're in as good a position in my mind. And maybe yeah, you're it's talking not about the whole, one extra you, game at that point, you right? Know, too. So that's my point. So like while I get David's overall point, it has been a magical season. You can't take for granted that they're the one seed and all that. I think to say that they're not going to be back with this type of shot again because they will have Wentz with that type of shot, in my mind, is is not true. We'll get uh, the conversation uh, continuing here after the break. I want to get to all your phone calls as well because I, I don't know when it comes to if Carson would have been successful without Doug and Filippo, and we'll have that conversation. Plus, John Gruden, $100 million, <laughs> 10 years. Are you kidding me, man? Who did this? I'm, I'm coming after you. Speed Jam Radio, Sports Radio, 94 WIP. 94 WIP FM HD1 Philadelphia. From the Tasty Cake Studios, this is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Well, we found out what uh, was going to get John Gruden out of the booth. <laughs> $10 million a year for the next 10 years. Piles of cash. Uh, uh, plop him in Las Vegas and then also leave him with no pressure, pressure to win literally anything. Just yeah. keep doing Hooters commercials and Corona and stand at the airport and shake your little hat and wave and say <laughs> hi. Like, what are the Raiders doing? What are they doing to football? That's atrocious. That is that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And not only that, I, I, I honestly believe that this sets the coaching market askew after it's been so quiet and controlled for 15 years. It's a great point. No one's making more than $6 million, and then all of a sudden, all right, what, what is Bill Belichick? That's what doing? I was going to say. If you're Bill Belichick, what do you, you look at that and be like, wait, what? Can I get? Eight, yeah, like I'll stick around after this this stupid article and this crap. Yeah. But you're gonna have to pay me eight million dollars now, or I'm out of here. Way more. I mean, that kid, Gruden was a 500 coach his last five his years 45 in the NFL. Forty-five and fifty-one. That's forty-five and fifty-one. I mean, come on, this dude. Last six seasons, right? Yep. That's what I'm talking about. Yep. Yeah, ah. since he won the Super Bowl. Like, and he won the Super Bowl with Tony Dungy's team. Truth, fact, yep, yeah. whatever it is, it is. And then, not, I mean, how many guys have ever, other than Dick Vermeil? Other than Dick Vermeil, there mm-hmm. has never been a coach in the history of football who's left and come back and won. Especially it with happen. the span. Like Who else Joe was on Gibbs, there? Joe Gibbs, a way better coach than Under John Gruden. Under 500 when and, he came and, back, right? It just doesn't happen. You're out of the game for too long. And then, I mean, I will say, let's thank the Raiders for getting him off Monday Night Football. So, I, I thank so. you for that. But, no, I mean, this is, I mean, uh, uh, unbelievably outrageous contract. Which is the the inevitable right here, BLG, because ESPN's going to go to Peyton Manning and Peyton Manning's going to want to beat Tony Romo in the booth. If he does. Uh, that, what do you think? Because <laughs> he's the guy, right? Like, if Manning yeah. wants it, like, it's, it, he'd be the best for us. I think that would work with Sean Mc, or, uh Yeah, he'd yeah, be yeah, good McDonough. together. But I just, um, I, it feels like Manning wants to, like, own a team or something, doesn't it? Well, it's not going to be Donovan McNabb, but that's a different story. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Hey Donovan, yes. Seriously, man. He's See done. Ya. That's it. He's out. Yeah, well, you know, deserve Two in a row? Yeah, I absolutely deserve it. Deserve it. He was always like that yeah. here. And nobody ever, I don't know. 
I, I, I think that there was a lot of scummy stories around here when it was in Philadelphia, and Look, everybody kept their a, mouth you, shut. You're the best quarterback in the history of the franchise, and the entire fan base hates you. Like it's just always <laughs> like how, we, we too early, a, we too just, early in the in the Ring of Fame, fellas. We, we just had a caller earlier, and granted, you know, maybe not the best call, calling to say Alex Smith was a better quarterback than Donovan. And we don't like him. Yes, we don't like, and him. it's because of his mouth and yes. and everything else. Like, it's and because just, he was, he's kind of a jerk. I yeah. mean, the passive aggressive, all that stuff we saw it, and now all the stuff coming out looks. Like he's a bit of a jerk. Came on our podcast though. Yeah, he, he did. did. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, Donovan. Appreciate that. That was fun. BGN Radio 888-729-9494. John Archer, James Seltzer, Brandon Lee Gowden all hanging out with you as we'll go to Gary in Wilmington. Gary, what's up, buddy? How are you? Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Hey, you know, uh, I sit back this year and just listened and enjoyed everything, all the calls, the games. It's the first time I called all year, which was unusual. But I gotta tell you. It's abs- Listen, Carson Wentz deserves everything he's getting, all mm-hmm. the accolades, all the praises. He deserves all that. But to me, it's ridiculous to think that his success is not a product of the coaching that's around him. Thank you, Gary. Well, I, what, what Thank you, you Gary. Ridiculous. If, Have you watched the guy let, play let me, football? Let, 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 me, let me finish. If you take a look at golf and you look at what he did last year and how bad he was, but you look at what he has this year around him and what he has done, his numbers are identical. Yeah, I a, mean, identical a, to Carson Wentz. It's a different scenario, though. It's a completely different yards. quarterback and coach. It's a completely different situation. Carson Wentz looked, you know, pretty good last year, considering zero prep for the season, eight days, walked out and played. I mean, I think we all saw last year the potential that Carson Wentz had for him to come out this year and, and like, succeed on that potential. Like, yeah, and Gary, I'm with James on that one. I mean, you can clearly see that Jerry Goff is part of the system yeah. that is working, and he's not making I mean, plays like in his ear till till he, till 15 seconds before I'm, the play, I'm, telling I'm him listen, what he's I'm seeing. Not saying, I'm not saying he's better than Wentz or any of that. I'm not even going anywhere close to there. All I'm saying is his coaching has made him as good as he is this year. Forget what he did last year. Forget what Wentz did last year. It's you're you're a product of your coaching. I look at uh, Aguilar. I called last year and got hung up because I said, hey, eventually this guy's going to be a good receiver. <laughs> he might even make the Pro Bowl. You and me were on that island, and, and Gary. One, Just and you and me. The, and one of the Gary, hung Gary, up on you me. understand that? That was. That was that... You there, Gary? Yeah. Wait, no, I'm sorry. Uh, all I'm saying is, like, you, uh, I'm not saying that coaching doesn't matter. Uh, you're partic- picking a particular example and then saying that Carson Wentz is the same. Like, you can't say that. Like, no, yeah, well, st- he was just saying statistically and going, like, you know, because... No, 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 no but I'm saying but the comparison of, of what McVay Jared. is doing there with Jared Goff as opposed to what Peterson is doing here with Wentz, not to take away from what Peterson is doing, McVay is just more involved in what Goff is doing on a play-to-play, snap-to-snap, everything basis than, than Peterson is with Wentz. All right, it's good to uh, David real quick. David, what's up, bud? You're on BGN Radio. Yo, David. So, uh, but, uh, Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Okay, what's on your mind, pal? Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I lost track. No worries. I was talking to my brother. I'm in my, bro- in my, in my car, between I was talking to him. Tell um, him we say hello. I, uh, thanks. He <laughs> <laughs> didn't say hello. Uh, so, anyway, I just want to <laughs> – it's my brother-in-law. Anyway, I, I, I could not wait to get on and talk to you about this debate because I love Carson Wentz. I think he's going to be, at, t- at some point in the future, maybe the best quarterback in football. And of the like Peyton Manning esque caliber of quarterback, but for people not to give Doug Peterson and his staff credit for developing him into this to some to a large degree, and for the play calling and making this offense work for him, it's just ridiculous. It's like it's like oh. Uh, he's just along for the ride, and, 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 and Carson Wentz coaches the team. I don't think uh, anyone's I, saying that, though. Like, but I, they act like it. Yeah, I They understand. don't want to give Peterson credit. 
Well, that I mean, that's silly. And, and, and at no point am I saying that it's all one or the other. I think they're both absolutely important. But if you had to choose, if you had to say what's more important, Peterson or Wentz, or that the coaching that he got or him himself, which way would you go? Well, obviously it's harder to find a, a, a franchise quarterback because unlike coaching, you can always go out and every coach is available to every team. To get a franchise quarterback, you generally – I mean, not always the first two or three guys drafted, but for most of, for all, for all intents and purposes, you have to be at the top of the draft, which you have no control over. So yeah. I, I would say the franchise quarterback, yes, I get that. Well, some, really some control over yeah, it. I was like, I kind of saw it happen this <laughs> year. No, no, yeah, no, yeah. no, but I would want to focus my, I want to focus the credit. If you look at Andrew Luck, he's an example. Before the injuries, he was still not developing as much as he should have in terms of throwing the interceptions he was throwing – because I don't think he had good coaching. I think a lot has been done to help Carson Wentz. And as far as the play calling and, and, the, and the audibles, it's the, those, those plays where he says kill, 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 he's not audibling in a traditional sense. He's not telling the players what the, net, what the play is going to be instead. He's choosing among options, options that were put on the, to him by, by, by uh, Peterson and by the staff. So Yeah, I agree. So David, they, that's what I'm saying. I, I think that as much as we love – Carson's pre-snap readability this year, which which went from a little bit to a lot, you know, in its second year. Touchdowns a little bit to a lot in his second year. A lot of, you know, I, that's I'm I'm with him. You got to credit the coaching staff on that uh, every time. Like I don't I don't remember anything that he chose himself specifically. Well, I mean, I understand. Look, things, and but, again, again, the wait, wait, credit wait. to the coaching staff. What do you mean chose itself specifically? Like he didn't go out there just like but he was saying he didn't come up with it. He just didn't change into a different play that reads. wasn't on the field. He put well, a play into the playbook, yeah, and we don't know that. No, he didn't. I know, and no, we don't I know. know that. Like well, it's not yeah. every time. Like the point is, like Wentz is the is the general out there. He is the one making the decisions in the moment, looking at the defense, reading the defense, making the plays. Sure, they are ultimately, or at least for the most part, Peterson plays some that Wentz put in whatever. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, I get what David is saying. Again, I, I Peterson deserves a ton of credit for what he's done this year and what he's done with Wentz. I'm just saying that that specifically in this situation, I'm giving more of the credit to Wentz. That's all. All right, let's go to Larry in the Northeast. Larry, what's up, bud? You, John, you're dead wrong. <laughs> My man, Larry. <laughs> Finally, you know somebody James on James' side. Belichick. A.B. and A.B., before Brady and after Brady. Mm-hmm. Before Brady, five seasons with Cleveland, how come he didn't develop a quarterback? He was Because ownership moved the team, and they were right on the doorstep of making the playoffs, and he had one of the best staffs. He did make the playoffs, and he lost. I got it in the computer. And then he went 0-2 with Bledsoe, and then all of a sudden, Tom Brady comes along, and his IQ goes up 100 points. Who drafted him? But that's a different Who took him? Who developed him? There's one of the assistant coaches that picked him up and took him. He says, yeah, he waved his hand. Get him. He has not. Does he ever call a play for Brady? No, he's a, he's a uh, defensive quarterback. He's a defensive coach. Uh, but he's, he's gone. Well, he's, he's gone. He's gone into a. Dungey didn't come to Indianapolis until Manning's fifth season. So what did he have to do with the development? Nothing. Listen, coaches he got the team. Well, good. that's he didn't coaches do nothing, man. With Manning, he did until they get a quarterback. If they don't, they ramble along from team to team. Anyone that thinks, you know, what's the most important thing with the quarterback? The GM. Yeah, I can get down with the argument of who picked the guy. That's a different the story. Turnover of personnel between last year and this year with Wentz. He's got running backs, receivers. Another, he's the defense keeps him off the field. Come on. 
Bill Belichick has never called a game plan in his life. Yeah, Bill, yeah, you're right. Bill Belichick has won so many games, has won so yeah, many Super Bowls, and that's crazy. literally nothing to do with it. A lot of coaches would have won without Bill Belichick. See, now he's I, already won games without Tom Brady. In fact, it missed the playoffs only because the wild card was crazy that week with Matt Castle. He went ten and, and six. Well, how come he's thirty six and forty six without Brady? Because Tom Brady's a good quarterback. Yeah, I know he is. And any coach would have been a good coach with Brady. And I guarantee you. Oh, uh, there's no way that's true, Larry. There's Larry how can you say that? He'll never coach a game without Brady as his quarterback because he don't want that shown to everybody that Brady was so. The man so and so, not so he was He'll not coach. So Larry, I, he was not devastated that Jimmy Garoppolo was going to move on and go to San Francisco because he knew he could win with He'll him too. Never coach another team without Brady. I guarantee it. No, that's probably true. That I agree with. Uh, but look, you can't look, be upset. I, I mean, like, he won with Jacoby Brissett. He won with Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, he games, finds to win I, games. Games. Yes. And, and regardless, look, I, I, Belichick and Brady are the, they're the ultimate chicken and egg because, I mean, I think they're both the best at their, their job in the history of the sport. I think Belichick's the best coach. I think Brady's the best quarterback. So, I like, and I get, if you want to say he drafted him, that's fine. That's a completely different argument. Sure. That's a different thing. He's the one who drafted him. But in terms of like success, I don't think that you can say that one is more important to the success than the other. I, you don't that think that they've had win over they, they in we, that specific we case. We literally have film footage of them going over game plan scenarios every single week I'm with not, each I don't, other. No, I'm not curious about that. Like <laughs> that was a different thing. And no, Larry, Larry, Larry I, I, Larry's general point, I'm, I'm down with. But the Belichick thing, I, I, I completely disagree with. Belichick is a huge part of that. My point is, I think that Brady is too. I, I don't think that you can separate the two of those guys. I think that is the most unique example of what we're talking about in the history of the sport where it is just the perfect marriage and I don't know what one is without the other sure Belichick could be good like he's won games without him but is he a, a win Super Bowls six of them five of them whatever who knows like I don't know I have no idea and the same thing with Brady I don't know like it well if they ended up if the Patriots end up being bad and they take you know any one of the it's such a it's such a weird thing that it worked out the same way that like I don't know if if Tony Roma doesn't end well, up with sim- freaking. It's symbiotic. I mean, it's one of those situations where like they really work perfectly together the, and have for a long time, and and what they do great just helps each other. I, I you know I think it's I think it's symbiosis. Let's go to I believe it's Ben. It's Ben, not Dan. You know, Casey. Ben, what's <laughs> up, buddy? How are you? Hey guys. Uh, I you know with that last call kind of got me fired up, but I also uh, seen you guys pregame on Twitter it was hilarious too. <laughs> uh, Walsh we were really there. getting into it, huh? Yeah. Well, and I like that, James, you used just now the, the term, you know, symbiosis, because I think that's what it is with Belichick and Brady. Um, and it's also Kraft. Like, I think Kraft learned from what happened with uh, Parcells to kind of sit back. Mm-hmm. And you look at you look at the Packers, it always feels like there's a piece missing, whether it's the coach or the GM. You look at the Cowboys, you got Jerry micromanaging everything and never deferring to coaches. And now he all of a sudden seems gun-shy about firing a guy who's been there for eight years with, what, no playoff wins? Yeah, uh, um, one. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> Oh Maybe yeah, the, the, the Des the Des, the Des caught it game, yeah, yeah. that game, yeah, right, yeah, right. I, I just feel like what we're seeing with New England is like this perfect system in its twilight, and that doesn't take away from what any of them did as individuals. I mean, I think it's really hard to kind of you know disperse credit, you know, evenly or, or accurately, and it's kind of funny for a fan base, and I'm of the fan base, obviously the Eagles. For a fan base, we haven't seen real success like them. For us to kind of pick apart and say, no, this person. You know, deserves credit. This person, we have no idea. It's <laughs> <laughs> a fair so, point, Ben. And, and the only team I think that's even close to them, you know, in recent history, in the last twenty years, has been Pittsburgh, and they were gifted a Super Bowl one in 06. And yep. 
they've been great, but that's not even, they're still not even really even close if you think about it. So I just, I think it's funny. We spend so much time trying to analyze and assign credit when it's, these guys were all great. Yeah, <laughs> and mean, it's and and like you said, it's such a unique example. I mean, we're talking. I mean, I think you could make the argument that what this Patriots team has done, and Bill Belichick and Tom Brady have averaged over twelve wins together per yeah. season. Oh, well, and they, let's make it clear: I hate them. Right, we all hate yeah, them. whatever. But I think what they've done in the salary cap era of the NFL right now potentially the most impressive thing in sports history as far as team sports go like it's that impressive so i'm with you like there is a lot of credit to go around here and it is hard to parse it out yeah and the idea that belichick couldn't win without brady is insane i mean if he comes yes. to the giants i know it's a long shot well, absolutely well, could I, but i also ben, think brady could win call. without belichick here's the thing right now and granted uh this is this is why michael lombardi is such a bonehead sometimes uh, let's just say that all the time uh, he, he just tweeted out, I just said on ESPN Radio with the Nita Marks that there's a better chance for a Mars landing than Belichick landing on the Giants next year. Michael, there's been seven landings on Mars. <laughs> seven. Seven of them. So let's get our analogy straight. Let's pick somewhere else. Saturn. Saturn would have been said, good. He could or he could have just said people landing on Mars. Yeah, that would have worked, worked, worked too. That would have worked too. But he went with Mars landings. <laughs> You guys haven't been to Mars lately? No. It's a little hot. I've only been twice. Cold. I've only been twice. A little cold, so. what I'm going to say. So uh, let's go to Gus in Allentown. Gus, what's up, buddy? How are you? Yeah, I, I think the, fu- the the future playoff games will determine just how significant uh, the coaches, um, you know, the coaches' uh, right of claiming, uh, you know, success yeah, here. He, yeah, yeah, I agree. A little I mean, bit. you know, I mean, I mean, if they're scoring ten points in these games or six points, that's obviously mostly Wentz. Yeah, I, I, uh, t- to be honest with you, I mean, this is this is where that crux of it, I, I don't agree with because, especially with the one-on-one with the with these guys, like I'm, I'm still saying, yeah, I would definitely take Wentz over, Doug. If you had to like get in that situation, I think it's a an uphill battle for Doug Peterson right now with yeah, what he's got. Yeah, I, I, I think if he can get if, if this coaching staff can wean 20 points out of their offense with Foles as the quarterback, then I, I will then reconsider and say they have a large share of the credit for, for Wentz's success. But I don't see it this way. I, I think there's a kind of a denial in this town about how important Wentz is and how his loss 100%. pretty much eliminates any chance of them winning the Super Bowl. Uh, I, I just guess think we've been yeah. saying that. Yeah, I've been saying that for a while. We, we agree with you on that for sure. And one other thing. You know, I think there's a lot of pressure on Jim Schwartz in this game because I think this defense has accrued these good numbers because they had such a dynamic offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, the offense has made it relatively easy for the defense. And now all the pressure is on the defense. And I, 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 it'll be interesting to see if they can with, you know, stand up against that kind of pressure. I mean, they, 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 really, they must have to score points. I think, uh, yeah, I think 20 is a good measure there, Gus. But uh, I, I'm not sure – Defense has helped out the offense a few times. I was just going to say that. I think, you know, there's been some short fields. I mean, it's been to the point where, like, some people were trying to discredit Carson Wentz because yeah. they've had some yeah. short fields there. Some people, you know, work for football outsiders, yeah. maybe. Or, Scott yeah, Casmore, gotcha. all those people. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but I, I agree with his point there. I mean, this defense is going to have to be huge. And, I mean, they've been good at home. They really have been. Again, dating back to last season, this is a good home defense. I really believe that. I think that if you want to have faith in this team still, that's where it needs to be. They paid this defensive line. There's so much resources and money, money invested, in this yeah. defensive line like that. 
you know, Fletcher Cox needs to be a monster and take a game over, and that can happen. And, you know, if that happens, it can mitigate the – I mean, that's what you're hoping for. Not only mitigate the other team's quarterback because you're going to have to be facing a good playoff quarterback, but also – make it so that Nick Foles doesn't have to do as much. And I do agree with his point, though. I think, like, you know, it doesn't have to happen, but this defense needs to potentially get you some points. Like, I think that would be yep. the type yep. of thing that can swing a game. Or a short field, yeah, something like that. Or, yep. yeah, a really short field, exactly. 888-729-9494. We'll keep it rolling right along on BGN Radio. It's time for a John Johnson update. This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. The Carson Wentz's in a battle for playoff supremacy right now. Who's that? James Madison University against yes. North Dakota State against 17 13. The Bison. Is, uh, the Bison, James. Get it right. Bison. Yeah, they just saw Connor, Connor Wentz yeah, on the Connor screen. Connor Wentz, future Eagle Connor Wentz at tight you. end coming in there. Here's my question yeah. for you guys. Ooh. You know, how is North Dakota State winning without Carson Wentz? I mean, how important was he to them? Yeah. How do they keep winning championships? System QB, bro. That guy is a good coach, though. He is. He's a very He's good a really coach. Good. He really is, that guy. Speaking of that, with coaching hires and things like that, and I know ESPN uh, put out that, you know, 45-person list of all those, uh, here's who we would go after. Yeah. Why the hell, uh, like, this is why sports writers should never be in charge of anything. <laughs> hey, Jim Harbaugh. David Shaw, uh, right? all the same. Like, why would Jim Harbaugh ever come back to the NFL? Why is he even an option at that point? Why would you make a realistic list with five guys who are never coming to the NFL? Well, the, oh, literally the only thing for Harbaugh that I could theoretically believe is the specific scenario in Indy. Obviously has the ties to Indy already. Coach Luck in college. Like, yeah. I could theoretically, if you told me that, like, I wouldn't. But otherwise, like, David Shaw's not leaving. I mean, these guys aren't leaving. James Franklin was on that list. Oh, Nick Saban was on that list, too. And I'm just like, get over it already. It's ridiculous. It's It's absurd. Well, if Gruden can come back. (laughs) That's true. We all said. a really good boy. We all just said he was never coming back to coaching. And then then he did. But that's. Hey, give someone $100 million. million? (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, yeah, give Jim Harbaugh $100 million for 10 years. He'll go coach the Colts. Real easy. It's real simple now. 888-729-9494. It's BGN Radio. I'm John Barcher. That's James Seltzer. Brandon Lee Gouton from uh, BleedingGreenNation.com. When we're talking about coaches, QBs, this is this is where I, man, I just shake my head sometimes. I know that Sean McVay is great. Mm-hmm. He's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, there is this certain fan fiction crap that happens around this time about how people have been you know, doing uh, doing so well. And Mike Silver, who I love dearly, who wrote this like 5,500-word thing about Sean McVay. Uh, there's just so much, so much of this like romantic novel penmanship <laughs> when it comes to this. Like, take all these paragraphs, for instance. <clears throat> you choked, McVay told himself. You had a plan, and you got behind the plan, and you panicked. There was no rhythm, there was no flow, and you started pressing, running things that made no sense. It was horrible. <laughs> you lost your mind against those guys. You make me want to puke. <laughs> Eventually, McVeigh drifted off to sleep. His mind <laughs> was woke deep with dark dissatisfaction. And then the alarm went off at 3 a.m. sharp, and McVeigh arose a new man. He felt energetic. Upbeat, even confident. We've got a game in three days, he thought. 
and we can't let the Redskins beat us twice. An hour later, McVeigh was back in his office in the Rams' temporary training facility in Thousand Oaks, excitedly drawing up game plans to attack the San Francisco 49ers defense. Los Angeles would go on to win that game, the Thursday night football clash they called it, 41-39. Soon the football world would they be called cl- it. I know. I, 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 I put that in. There. Oh, okay. Soon the football world would be clued into one of the most NFL's stunning transformations in recent memory. When McVeigh, be a brutal, harsh critic of himself, he has nudged, matured, and energized the Rams with a definitive divine touch, infusing a formerly morbid operation with the sweet Jean de Vivre <laughs> that has extended into January. Let's get a little steamy. I mean, in like, here. are you kidding me with this crap? John, I got Sean to- McVeigh's 31 <laughs> and he's doing great. You know who beat the crap out of him? Doug Peterson. Shut up. Make him win a playoff game. I get that he's resurged with the, oh, wow, look what he's done with Jared Goff. Yeah, we know that because guess who was coaching him? A guy that'll, well, I shouldn't say that either. I was about to say probably a guy that'll never coach again. Uh But, I mean, we know what happened there. It was dog crap. Yes, Todd Gurley was great. There was players that were there. They're great. He has a genius offense. Are you really telling, do you honestly think that Sean McVay is telling himself that? You make me want to (laughs) puke. He's no, a there's no way. Now, Johnny, there's no way. John, he woke up a new man. All right. <laughs> he woke up a, all I, that, I can't believe that. Like, who all talks that to dark themselves like that? Satisfaction. And then he woke <laughs> up a new man. Yeah. Yeah, it's absurdity. It's a ridiculous. But I, I did make He's a great, great coach. And he really is like, uh, I, I like, the, it is interesting because he, it almost, because of the Fisher thing, it's like he's like this kind of. Like cult figure, yeah. All of a sudden, it's like Sean McVay is the greatest new coach in the history of the what, NFL. Yeah, what like this guy is redefining the sport somehow. Don't you feel it? It feels a little Chip Kellyish, a little bit like that, where it's just like, wow, this brand new offense, and he's doing all these different things with a quarterback who we saw who was left for dead and bad, and all of a sudden they're in the playoffs and whatever. Like if the Falcons beat them today. Oh, it make me happy for a bunch of different reasons, but mainly just to like set this piece on fire. Because <laughs> because I'm waiting for now. I don't. I love Sean McVay. I think he's a great guy. But I kind of now I want him to lose. Now I want him to look like crap. Just to just to knock this out of the way here and get get rid of that coach of the year stuff. The hype machine has gotten out of yeah, control. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what's yep. happening, and that's that's exactly why he's going to win Coach of the Year too. Oh, he's going to win it, and it's because his story is like, oh, the the he's in Jared Goff's ear, you know, like as of no coach has ever done that before. Even though we heard about that, like with Chip, Chip, there was always there was talk about that when he was here. There's oh yeah, talk about it before. It's not new, but somehow it, because Sean McVay is doing it, it's like this new great thing, and everyone talks about the Rams turnaround. Sure, but like everyone expected to be. Sean McVay to be at least okay. I feel like like people were optimistic about Sean mm-hmm. McVay. No one was down on Sean McVay, other than people who may have been like, "Oh, he's a really young guy." Like, but there, that's like the nice. That was like the harshest thing people had to say about Sean McVay. People literally said Doug Peterson was the least qualified coach one, in the thirty. One, one so, so, well, it's also but, the same guy. But said a there's former no NFL player. general manager, <laughs> and at the, and basically you're just saying like he's a total idiot. Like that's the critic. That was the most criticism of Doug. That was the tone that was out there on him. For Doug to overcome that, to me, that makes him coach of the year. And here's the thing, and I was saying it to you guys during the break here. It's like. I know Coach of the Year is the regular season award, but what if, what if the Eagles beat the Rams in the playoffs? Ooh. And at that point, McVay would be too 
0-2 against Peterson. Mm. And he's the coach of the year. Like, mm. come on. That yeah. would be now that now now we're talking about a feast. Yeah. Now we're talking about a fire. Uh, here's the thing. The the coach of the year is potentially the stupidest <laughs> award. I mean, Belichick's won it like two or three times or something yeah, like that. The, like when he's been the coach of the year Jason every Garrett freaking is, year for the last fifteen years. Won it more than a Super Bowl. I mean, coaches, that's absurd. So. so it's a stupid award, but also like and I get it. Again, I'm all on the McVay bandwagon, and I have I have given him credit for this specific thing, the the, the delegation and all that. But he's coaching half the side of the boys. Got one of the yeah. best defensive coordinators in the history mm. of the sport on his side. Like, let's not get carried away with this guy being the next, you know, Chip Kelly, but a real. Chip yeah, I don't yeah, know what real. it is, it's but like, let's not get carried away here. I'm with you. It's over the top. 888-729-9494. It's going to Mark in East Falls. Mark, what's up, buddy? How are you? Yo, hey, what's going on? What's up, so, buddy? Basically, like, I'm listening to this conversation that you guys are having or whatever, and I just want to make a quick statement. Mm-hmm. And I think that you're giving Carson Wentz too much credit. You're not giving Donovan McNabb enough credit, and you're sleeping on Alex Smith. And the reason I say <laughs> Wow, that that's is, a lot there. Right. Yeah. Well, 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 listen, because, like, so with Carson Wentz or whatever, like, yeah, he's he looks good. He's bald this year whatever, but, like, let's let's let him, like, do a couple of years in the NFL at this level before we start crowning them the king. I mean, at the end of the day, he didn't win a playoff game, and you guys have been comparing him. He, to can't. he, he, so he doesn't have a chance game. to win one. Uh, exactly. So, I mean, injuries are part of the game or whatever. Like, you don't know what he was going to do in the playoffs. Zach Prescott bought out all last year. And better than Nick Foles. Looking... Better than Nick Foles. How about that? Uh, that's what oh, I can he's, say. He's, he's definitely better than Nick Foles. What I'm saying about Donovan is this. Like, Donovan's entire career – he really didn't have anybody that was elite until he got T.O. And then when he did get T.O., they broke all sorts of records or whatever. So, like, for y'all to sit here and trash Donovan we the didn't. way you did. We didn't say no, that. Bro. I, said, I said Donovan is not we, Donovan without Andy. Yeah, and we, well, we also defended Donovan in case you were listening to a caller who called He's up. way better now, Alex. Yeah, like not even close. I, yeah, like, no, but see, that's where I'm, gonna, that's where I'm just going to stop you because I think you're sleeping on him. Alex Smith, for the first six years of his career in San Francisco, played with a different offensive coordinator. Yeah, I said every that. Single Mark, I had said that. So, so, so if he starts off with Andy Reid um, as a rookie, I guarantee you that Alex Smith, like. Alex, Alex Smith has Smith been through three coaches and the Chiefs want to trade him into next season. It's yeah. already been reported today. The Chiefs are saying that they're open to trade him or whatever. But because Alex they drafted Smith, Mahomes. They, they drafted Mahomes. They drafted a first-round quarterback yeah. last and year. Mahomes Mark. is their quarterback. So, so, you mean, so you mean to tell me that if Alex Smith somehow, I'm not saying this is going to happen, uh-huh. but somehow takes the Chiefs to an AFC championship game this year and balls out and loses. Yeah, they're going to tra- trade him. Yes. The, uh, Patrick and, Mahomes and is their quarterback of the future. That's exactly what they want to happen because the price will the go price up. The price will go up, yeah. like Because they don't have to trade I, him. I think the only way, and even then... I still could see them trading him, but if, if Alex Smith wins them a Super Bowl, maybe they keep him. I think Alex Smith is a very good quarterback. I think he's been underrated his entire career. Agreed. But at the same time, we know what he is and what he isn't. And exactly. I, Donovan would have been, yeah, there's there's no question between legs, I, arms, and everything else. Like, so it's Mark fine. comes in and says we're ripping Donovan and then goes and flips it. We, <laughs> yeah, we're the ones weird. who said Donovan I'm, better than Alex Smith. Like, I, like, we were not ripping Donovan. We ripped Donovan I'll rip him personally as a person because he seems like a scumbag. Yes, we ripped him as a person. Which has been evident in the past couple of years. The stuff that came out about him just now, like, that's not a great dude. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Let's go to Jeff in Camden. What's up, Jeff? Donovan McNabb tried to run me over at Morristown Mall years ago. (laughs) I was going to see see the third Underworld movie. Me and one of my buddies. And and, uh, he just decided to go plunge in through the parking lot and then jump out, not say sorry, but then 
but then doing like you remember uh, the WWF? Remember that guy Akeem? Oh yeah, yeah, guy, yes. I, yeah, he, he did the Akeem walk as he tried to <laughs> not apologize and walk into the Morristown Mall movie theater. Wow. See, see, you knew yeah. then, Jeff. You knew then. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, anyway, uh, I have three questions. Yes. All right. And 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 please don't take offense to the fact that they might rhyme. <laughs> okay. What do you wish when you wish upon a shining star? Because uh, I don't know what you actually get. When you wish okay. upon a star. Can I, can I, can when I, can you I, wish upon president? a star. Yeah. Can our current president by himself operate a car? I don't know. I, 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 I mean, probably. John Barcham, who do you think you are? Who do I because, think I am? Is wow. he John yeah, Barcham? Is a good question. <laughs> Seriously. Because what you said about Sean McVay and, uh, you know, just sweeping his accomplishments this year under the rug. Listen, the Eagles are a great franchise. I love the Eagles. I'm a Rams fan. I've lived here all my life. You know what I'm saying? And I've been a Rams fan since 1993 when the Eagles decided that Randall Cunningham was no good or 1992 no good anymore. He takes a year off and then becomes the highest-rated quarterback in the history for one season in Minnesota. Well, that was in 98. 99. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 98. I'm sorry. Hold on, Jeff. Before you start putting words in my mouth, I'm saying the McVay hype has reached its peak yeah, now. He's, he's a, a fantastic coach. coach. He's 31 years old. He's, he's fantastic kid. coach. Yeah. He does look like an he's offensive genius. What you... <laughs> Let's see what happens in year two is all I'm saying. Let's have him win a playoff game. A better playbook than Andy Reid. I mean, I'm sorry, not Andy Reid, than, uh, than Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly running the same eight plays over yeah. and over again. And it's then a hell of a statement there. Uh, Chip Kelly is out of the league, man. Of course yeah, he just, is. I'm what just you... saying, what what if it's a brand new offense and it gets figured? I'm just trying to compare the two. Why are people arguing with stuff we're For not saying? God. I feel like people are arguing stuff that we've already said to us. Like, no, Sean McVay is a good coach. Yeah, yeah he, is. he is. He deserves yeah. coach but of the year. I'm honest. telling you, he's a good coach, John. Yeah. I don't know. I'm so confused. Regardless, we'll keep the conversation going. <laughs> 888-729-9494. John Barcher, James Seltzer, Brandon Lee Gouton from BleedingGreenNation.com. Time for a John Johnson update right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. It's the wild card weekend. We'll spend the 3 o'clock hour breaking down all of the playoff games. In fact, um... Even going over opponents you might want to see come into Philadelphia, which now the forecast keeps changing. It looks like it's going to be 38-ish, 37-ish, and now it went from snow to rain. So I don't know what's going to happen on Saturday. Yeah, fun fact. But we'll be down there, by the way. Fun stat, and granted, we've seen the Eagles be on the other end of this stat with New Orleans, but dome teams in the playoffs on the road, Four and twenty-three in thirty-five degree or less temperature. So, granted, again, not great, the Saints Bob. one of them. So, but you know, it's what a, was the it's stat something. for that uh, Tampa Bay game? Well, that's another one. Yeah, <laughs> was it? They never won, right? And not thirty-two degrees or less. So, I think Ben Livingston hey. had made a made hey. a made a chart. I'm trying to help out here, BLG. Come on, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to make people feel good. Ben Livingston well, made a made a uh, made a kickoff at uh, or the degree at kickoff chart of wins and losses. Wow, that's and, a uh, lot of effort. Yeah, it was a lot of I was like, wow, this is this is very impressive. Something football outsiders should add to their list of uh, uh you know, signature stats or sure. whatever. But um uh, it didn't really do much. It was like five hundred, yeah. you know, between it would ended up uh, being a, being in a nice refrigerated area. So uh yeah, we'll definitely get into that along with Sean Brakes at three forty five coming up to make some NFL picks with us. It is BGN radio, eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. Uh something we also don't give credit to when we're talking about, you know, quarterbacks who go on from whatever coaching 
tree that they're in. James, you had mentioned it. Coach is getting older. Yeah. You know, and somebody was, uh, you know, it's not like John Fox was a terrible coach the entire time. It's right. just he kept being more and more terrible as his career went yeah, on. Yeah, and we never talk about that. We always talk about that with players for obvious reasons, you know, getting older and the correlation between getting older and your success dropping off. We don't talk about it enough with coaches. We were just looking at some numbers. There have only been six coaches over the age of 55 who won a Super Bowl, only, uh, what, two over the age of 60. I mean, it's the kind of thing where it's a really grueling job. It's a, it takes a lot of time, a lot yeah. of effort. It would make sense that as you get older, you might get a little bit less you know, successful as time goes on. So, look, that's what I'm saying. John Fox used to be a better coach than he is now. He's older. He's had a heart attack, like all that type of stuff. It matters, and we never talk about it with coaches. I mean, I'm actually a little more surprised as the game keeps evolving and doing a lot of that people don't take younger guys to be yeah. head coaches because at least you'll learn develop uh, the, along the way, too. And I know it might be hard to do that in your own little bubble, but, you know, why why not more 31-year-old McVeighs? And let's see, I can't remember who put out the article, but – Oklahoma State, that's how they found a lot of their offensive coordinators. They would go to D2, or how it is stacked up right now, they would go to D2 schools, try and find similar offenses, great numbers in those offenses, and just go, okay, I know that this guy's going to be here with me, and because of name notoriety, no one's going to poach them to, you know, ECU or wherever it ends up going there. I was like, you know what, why don't NFL, they stay in their bubble so many times, why wouldn't you just go pick a coordinator from college and put him into your system? Doesn't that make sense? It makes all the sense in the world. Nobody I mean, knows that's right this with guy. Gus Malzahn. I mean, at yeah. Auburn. I mean, he was at a tiny school in Alabama coaching offense, and he just had this wild scheme that was working, and they recruited him out of there and brought him up. Like, it makes all the sense in the world that that young talent is out there. Why not try and go find it instead of doing the same thing over and over again with the same type of infrastructure and you end up getting the same type of guys. Because it's the NFL and they yeah, don't. Exactly. That's the <laughs> definition of how the NFL works. Yes. Yeah. Like the definition of insanity is always <laughs> likes to say is that cliche. It's pretty much the NFL all in yes. one swoop there. Mike Lennon, you know, it's just you're going like, what is going on here? It's good. Yeah, to Jeff Ch- Fisher. It's good to Chuck in South Jersey. Chuck, what's up, buddy? Hey guys, how you doing? Good. What's up, James? Chucky, how are you, brother? Good. I have a McNabb story. It's not a good one for him. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. My daughter worked at Outback years ago. Comes in with a 15, 20-person party. $600 bill, left her 20 bucks. Oh, <laughs> man. Man, oh, man. You know what? A, a lot of football players do that. I've noticed. I got, I got, I got a, 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 a few other things I want to say, too. Sure. Uh, with Carson Wentz, the team is good and could be great. Without them, they're just an average team. And for an average team to win a Super Bowl, to me, is an anomaly and not, you know, the exception and not the not the general rule. So they got a tough road to go ahead. Not saying they can't do it, but they got a tough road to go. Yeah, they absolutely do, Chuck. And there's just so many things that this team has already tried to put up with for so long. Carson Wentz was a big, big reason why they could cover that up. And I don't know what they do, man. I mean, I, it is if we've we've heard pretty much every defense has got to step up and give JHI twenty five more carries. You look at two thousand thirteen and try and run tempo and and do all this different thing. I don't. I can't find another solution. Can you, Chuck? They can only do what they got to do, and that's that's it. You, 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 they're not going to be able to overcome what they've already lost. Uh, they're just going to have to do what they got to do. Hope they can catch a team on a, a good team on a on a bad day, 
and uh, and and just try to plow through. Uh, and you can't. They've been playing pretty. The defenses were playing pretty good. Uh, of course, Nick Foles has to up his game, run the ball so he doesn't have to throw as much, and uh, make sure he doesn't have to. You know, he's got protection to be able to throw the ball, but he's got to get that ball out of his hands within four seconds, or else he's going to get. Yeah, a lot, like, lot less than four seconds too. Yeah, I don't check. yeah I four mean, seconds is he's screwed if it's like four he, seconds. I, I always just try and find like, all right, I remember, I remember at one point that he was kind of an okay point guard. Mm-hmm. How do you make him an okay point guard again? You got to put him in good situations, right? Yeah. You know, screen passes. <laughs> I mean, you know, we've talked about it, like screen passes, that type of stuff. I know in in BLG's mind. He will never, ever, yeah. ever, never has been, never will be. What are you hanging your hat on? That's all I'm asking. 27 and 2 bit. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> totally kidding. He left the field with the lead. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's just all to rile him up. Yeah, yeah. That's all. That's why we do it. Literally, just, just to see the look on his face. Uh, right? well, we, really, really quick. Oh, can yeah, I do sure. something? I never Absolutely. do this. Shout out. Really quick shout out. Uh, I have a nephew, Sawyer. Hey. My uh, my uh, Emily's sister, Lindsay, had a baby. They are all listening in Virginia right now. Emily's down there. Uh, shout out to all those guys. Congratulations. Uh, love you. Awesome. Uh, new family member. There Sawyer. you go. Uh, put the Eagles jersey on immediately yes. and uh, never make them root for Washington. It's exactly correct. And uh, we Lindsay will... would never. It, it, Sawyer's mother would never allow that to happen. She it, that will be an Eagles family. There's no question. <laughs> good. That is a good. That's a good sign. We will uh, break down the playoffs in the wild card weekend. We will do picks with Sean Brakes at 345. This is BGN Radio right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. 94 WIP FM HD1 Philadelphia from the Tasty Cake Studios. This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. What car playoffs ahead? Oh, hey, oh, right here on WIP. Hey, oh. You know what's kind of a. Uh, are you guys a little bit impatient, frustrated, whatever it is, that it's not an Eagles playoff game to start out the playoffs? I just kind of – it's a—it's more or less a please just let me see the thing so we don't have to talk about it and speculate because that's, that's all we've done for like four weeks now. You know what? I'm kind of the opposite. Um, I'm actually <laughs> really – I know. Me. I'm really – I'm enjoying the fact that I have a football weekend with no stress. I could just watch these teams, not have any real stakes in it. And also maybe prolong the the distance before yeah. Nick Foles plays the playoff. Game. Have a little more hope and a little more yeah, joy, it's, BLG. It's all about hope now before I'm, it's See, real. I just want to, let's just get to it. I mean, the let's just get to it phase. It's been boring. This week has been, especially for like running the site. I mean, what am I going to write about? There's just not a lot of stuff going on right now. Wayne Johnson eats Pop-Tarts after getting an all-pro vote. Hey, all-pro, all-pro. <laughs> I don't know. What flavor? Uh, strawberry, obviously. Ah, that's what really? he would do. I mean, for Lane Johnson, he's a s'more. I thought I, he was a s'more pop tart guy. I mean, the, I could see it. I think it was yeah. strawberry and milkshake. Ah, <laughs> they make those. They make strawberry. Yeah, they're milkshake. really good. Yeah, I, I trust BLG <laughs> with the sweets. Yeah, dude, by the way, and if it's just food, period. Yeah, yes. yeah, it, that's true too. Yes. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm I'm kind of in the mode of I would like to see this getting it going, but at the same time, there is a chance for hilarity. This weekend, I think, and it starts out with the with Kansas City and Tennessee, and there is so much on the line for Mike Malarkey. Like this is like I, his job. Is, is, it's like, <laughs> hey, congratulations that you backed into the playoffs after beating the Jaguars in a game that they didn't really care about that much. But at the same time, like I don't, I don't know. Like I, I look at this matchup, and I, I think there's potential for it to be closer. But I think Andy 
is going to smoke Tennessee. Yeah. I, I I don't think this is going to be that close of a game at all. I, I lean that way, too. It's one of those games where, you know, you and it's kind of the same way this whole weekend is that you feel pretty good about the favorites, but you could absolutely see a scenario in most of these games where things could go wrong. Uh, Tennessee's a bad football team, man. They yeah. are a bad team. They shouldn't be there. Credit to Tennessee for still being willing to potentially fire a bad coach. Even though he made the playoffs, you don't see that a lot. It's usually no. like, oh, he got there, you know. But uh, I, credit to them for still being willing to get rid of Malarkey potentially if he loses. And I'm with you. I, I just think as much as playoff Andy Reid scares the crap out of me, and I don't <laughs> think that I'd be willing to put my own money on it, uh, I think the Chiefs are just a much better team. Although if you are playing in, in fantasy DFS or all at all today, I think Alex Smith is a pretty good buy. Love, love Alex Smith today. What do you think? Love it. There's just, uh, you know what? I always kind of wonder what Andy Reid's future looks like, too, now that he's made a, a ton of changes and Sutton's out. Now he's in Cleveland, and, or not Sutton, but uh, Dorsey. Dorsey's in, in Cleveland, and he made another change, and he made another power move here, BLG. Like yeah. what's what do you what do you think is the the Chiefs' future? Is it all right on Mahomes now? Because that's pretty much what it, what Andy's call was, and they're looking to trade Alex Smith at least by the rumors that are coming out there today. What do you make of this Chiefs team now? I think it has to be right, and I mean it makes so much sense for the Browns to you know get that stable veteran, especially because they have so many draft picks. They're not going to be able to use them all. Just get them. Dorsey's there. You, you have that guy. Then you can draft a guy as well. Um, and then for the Chiefs, I mean, yeah, Mahomes is just so clearly the future there. No and and it, it extends Andy Reid's career going forward. He Definitely. just got that extension, yeah. the contract extension in the summer, which, yeah, apparently he forced. And in this game, I mean, they're going to win this game today. And again, the, the Titans are 18th overall in DVOA and 16th in point differential. Yeah. As we are talking about in the preview show, they have like a negative they have point a neg- differential. They have a, not Minus like, 22. They have a negative <laughs> point differential. They're a bad team. They shouldn't be I mean, in the playoffs. Bad. That's embarrassing. The Chiefs are going to beat them. So then it's going to be another year where the Chiefs at least, at least win one playoff game. Yeah. And I think if you're a Chiefs fan, you're, you're still you're feeling good because, you know, you're getting into the postseason. But there's I'm that feeling great. There's that the yeah. familiar feeling of, Andy Reid not being able to get over the hump. And, you know, I mean, you never know. Something crazy could happen in the postseason, but it just doesn't. That's that's the problem in there. And maybe Mahomes gets them over that at some point. But until then. I think he will. I think and, and maybe he will. But until He's then. He's something, I man. Think, I, uh, I, I, like, I, I, I don't know. The, the thing with him is we don't know above the shoulders. Like, if he's got oh, that. it's there. If it's there. Yeah. I mean, physically. I mean, that dude. I mean, that's the best arm I've seen come into the league. It, at least with, with other stuff. I mean, he is electric. And granted, some dumb plays the other night when he played against Denver. But. The, you could just see the the talent and the ability pop off the screen. There were three or four throws where so you, it's it's, like, it was across the it's body. It's unbelievable. And it came out the same way as if he was throwing and planning. And I'm just going, my God. Yeah. If he ever get, learns that intermediate stuff, which is not as hard as I think people make it out to be, no. he's got it all, man. He I mean, re- Mahomes and, and was the most underrated guy coming into that whole class. And, and, he's had, athletic and I'm too. going to continue to laugh at the Bears. I don't care. Like, that's ridiculous. You think Both Watson guys, and Mahomes are not better than Mitchell it's, Trubisky? It's outrageous, and the fact that the fact that wh- whoever else was in the draft, the fact, and I love Miles Garrett, all that. The fact that that Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes were not the top two picks in this past draft <laughs> is an outrage. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yes, and the, you should be the Bears fans should be upset with themselves, no matter what happens. And by the way, uh, as John Johnson pointed out in one of his updates, I didn't realize they did complete the interview in Chicago today with John D. Filippo. So uh, we will. Mm. 
Keep an eye on that. I'm sure that they are waiting for Pat Shermer. I don't know why, but the entire <laughs> NFC North is waiting for Pat Shermer. The Lions, the Bears, oh my, as we uh, go to uh, uh, Geary, in, uh, who's uh, the, the wingball web. Wef. Ref, the I should say. Wef. What's up, Gary? Guys, how you doing? Good. How are you? I uh, I just wanted to uh, let you know, Nav uh, um, actually saved my life. No uh, kidding! And, wow. And, well, and how he did that? Okay, um, he played at Syracuse. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, 2001, <clears throat> September, 18 days after uh, 9/11, uh, I was refereeing the Syracuse East Carolina game, and um, I had a massive heart attack on the field, and uh, I died and. They brought me back with a defibrillator. And if it wasn't for Donovan that gave money uh, to the school, which I later found out, that uh, the defibrillator would never have been on Get the field. Out of here. Wow, man. That's, 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 that's crazy. That's wild. It's wild. He gave, he gave some, uh, some money, you know, to the school. And Tim, Tim Neal, which is, was the head trainer at Syracuse, um, uh, told me this because he was in – uh, McNabb's wedding party, um, and uh, he um, and he's the one to save my life uh, to to Neil. So, but uh, what a uh, what a ironic situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, wow. That, I mean, that's it's a an great story. Amazing yeah. story. And again, it's like you know, Donovan just gives money to the school. You, I mean, you don't even know if he knows where that's going or whatever. But yeah. to have it spin around like, and oh yeah, we got that, we have defibrillators from yeah. the field just in case. And, like, and certain, certainly and then, enough. So that's a wild story, man. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, and and there's and this that's that's the tough part about this because you know there are good and bad things that people do, but at the end of the day, like I don't know. Hopefully, the good things yeah. outweigh the bad, but it's a it's a tough situation for for that that whole thing yeah. that's happening there. And they're gray. I mean, look, like uh, you know, there are gray areas with pe- good people can do bad things and and vice versa and stuff. It's just it's hard to hear and, and bad see. people can do good things exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it's hard. It's just hard to hear the stuff that's come out about McNabb and feel good about him. No, it's just yeah. hard. Let's go to Mike in uh, Westchester. Mike, what's up, buddy? Good to hear from you. What's up, John and Jimmy? What's up, brother? Good, man. Uh, what's on your mind? You know, I'm going to add to your point about the Titans. Uh, no DeMarco Murray either. That's a big factor against Tennessee. Not only that, but the, the Jacksonville's defense is far superior to what Definitely. Yeah, and, and people kind of like look at that and be like, oh, DeMarco Murray has kind of been up and down this year, but he's had – a lot of touchdowns. He's their goal line guy, even if Derrick Henry is uh, is and is the, pa- and in the passing game too. And him in, 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 uh, in combination. So without you know, you're just putting it all on Henry. I don't, I don't, I don't think they're going to do it. And I don't really like uh, the way they've been playing. They skated into the playoffs. And they yes. lost three of the last four games. Yeah, and the Chiefs have like kind of turned it around too. Won their last yeah, four. Yeah, Ever since giving the play calling won, over to Matt yeah, Nagy, it's been right. a lot better. Yeah, and I don't think the Titans have scored more than twenty points in that stretch either. So it's oh, been the Titans. The, the Jacksonville team wasn't even didn't even care. They didn't even need no, to move up. They, they no. lost that game. Yeah. Is that the case? The Chargers would have been. They the should. They should have lost that game. Like they. Oh, they should. Like Jacksonville should have won that game. Is this is this true? I'm hearing about. Uh, uh, the Chiefs are looking to move Smith to the Browns. Yep. I would do it, Mac. Mahomes are definitely in the future. Yeah, I mean, might as well recoup your picks for for what you basically went and got with Mahomes with. I, I, Cleveland, I give away a pick just because of the way they screw it up. They find a way to screw it up, you know. Yeah, I mean, every year they hit the high picks and then they turn them into nothing. 
Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's that's why they keep skipping on quarterbacks, right? I mean, oh, oh yeah, they're going to regret skipping on all the quarterbacks they skipped on. You're I think right, they wouldn't. already do, Mike. You know, I think yeah, they're watching. Yeah. They watched Wednesday, watched Deshaun Watson this year, and they're like, whoops. Then they, they golf, and and then also you, even Prescott. You know, I mean, they just passed on all these guys. Look at all; they're all starters now. Yeah, and, and it's mean, funny too, Mike, because you know a guy like Prescott was in their right in their range of of guys. Oh, we yeah. go, oh, oh, let's not overspend, but we like. What he does, and they're like, yeah, you know, that that tells you a lot too. When you're just going through there and be like, man, well, that's I, I th- where you can say it's bad evaluation as definitely, well. Definitely, yeah. definitely. And I, it's funny to hear the skepticism about Dorsey, who I looked in. If you look at his track record, and go, it's. I mean, it's not the greatest thing in the world, but, it's but there's solid. a lot of hits on there. Yeah, you know, well, oh my god, you can't. I mean, especially where they're coming from in terms of of the guys they brought in and. And we haven't been as critical of at least the attempts. I think the bigger issue is the unwillingness to, if you're going to go with something, really go with it and and buy in completely. It seems like they've just kept flip-flopping what their approach is going to be, and that's the bigger problem. But for them to bring in, I mean, John Dorsey is the exact type of guy that, you know, people wanted them to bring in. Like, you can't rip that. I mean, he's, no, he's right. got NFL pedigree. Uh, speaking of draft stuff real quick, this thought popped up in my head because it's David Gettleman, right? Yep. What are the chances that they really do believe in Eli Manning? What if they draft Saquon Barkley way too high? Wouldn't that work out great? I, I, I mean, it would make a lot uh, of Penn State fans upset. We, and I don't. I never want that to happen. Wink, wink. Uh, but I, I, I do I think. think we got it. I, I do think that there's a because of Gettleman's history. I think there might be a chance that they do maybe draft him too high. Uh, Instead of going QB. I mean, I hope they do. I like that. How can we real quick just say how annoying it was that the Giants won that last game and still ended up with the two pick? Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. But I look, I that I will it's my biggest fear that they get their next franchise quarterback in this draft. Like whether it's Darnold Rose and whoever they end up getting there, whatever it is. My biggest fear is that that they've got their next quarterback. I w- and I Saquon Barkley is a great player. Please take Saquon Barkley. Yeah, I'm I'm now back into the realm of I don't think he's as special as people make him out to be. I think he's a great running back. You don't think he's the best running back at any level (laughs) ever in the history of the universe? I've heard that somewhere. I think he's fantastic. I don't know if I would make him number one from last year's class. I don't even know if he's – and now that would be too hot of a take. He's the number one in this class for sure. For sure. I I think there are some, some questions about, though, the ticket that high. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I but I would love. Well, I agree. I mean, look at like look at the. I mean, and again, we say this every year, and there is a difference between those top. I mean, like Ezekiel yeah, Elliott, like those right. guys, Fournette, they should go that high. But like Alvin Kamara went in the third round. Alvin Kamara went in the third round. Oops. Like exactly. <laughs> it's my point. So yeah. it's like you look at this and say like I get it, and Saquon does deserve to go high, but it's really hard when you're looking at a potential franchise quarterback sitting on the board there. To take a running back when you look and see guys like Alvin Kamara go in the third round, that makes it really hard to do that. So we, uh, what I want to say is we need to make a movement and convince everyone that works for the Giants that are Giants fans that they want Saquon Barkley. Yeah. I and think that's Pat the way Shermer. Yeah, and Pat Shermer. Definitely. Those two or guys. Jim yeah, because that's still up in the air, too. Like, I haven't really – there hasn't been a lot of traction – with what the Giants want to do other than the two, Patri- the two Patriots coaches. <laughs> well, yeah, it's not the Patriots coaches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, like, I, don't, I don't think Belichick's going anywhere. I think I don't this either. is all. They're just going to stick either. together. That would suck so badly, oh, though. Please don't. Or is it that Belichick's just got nothing left and he just goes back to the Giants because they ask him to and it feels good and it's, it's a nostalgic thing? I'd be pretty thing. scared about Belichick going to the Giants with the second pick <laughs> and a chance to pick a quarterback and just roll. I'd be scared. 
Yeah, give me, uh, let's roll with uh, Rosen and with you. Uh, yeah, we'll, Chosen we'll Rosen a- and Bella. Chosen Rosen in New York? I mean, come on. It's a perfect fit. If you had to bet right now who's the best quarterback in this draft class, would you place your bets anywhere? Uh, I, like I, I, I think it's kind of gotten chic to rip on Darnold. I still think he's the best. I, I know that's kind of like yesterday's kind of pick. Too. Yeah, I, I still think he's the best of the group, and I like Rosen a lot. I'm, I'm a Rosen guy. Obviously, yeah. I'm Jewish. I have to be. It's like in the contract. <laughs> but um, I, I think Darnold's the best. I do. Uh, eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. If you want to get in, we're talking wild card playoffs, and of course, you know, uh, looking ahead, obviously to. Uh, I want to know, would you rather have the Eagles game this weekend and just get it over with? Because that's where I'm at. I just, I, I'm I'm afraid that we're going to talk ourselves to death here about the same five things. But I do think knowing who the Eagles are playing is going to benefit Agreed. a lot. And yeah. then we can really break that down. Let's go to Matt in Pottstown. Matt, what's up, buddy? How are you? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Hey, I just want to kind of address what I keep hearing since he's taken over. And even a caller not too long ago about, oh, just run the ball more. Yeah. yeah. Do they not see that teams are stacking up the box since Foles has, has become the quarterback? 100%. You can't just, you can't just run the ball more and that's going to be the, the solvent. You have to actually pass the ball. I don't want to say more because we do a lot of it, but you actually have to pass the ball. I know somebody touched on it earlier, your partner. Like, you do have to hit a couple of screens. Mm-hmm. You got to hit the medium out, and you're going to have to take. Last year's Nelson Aguilar gloves off of off of Torrey Smith, give him some new gloves, <laughs> and you're going to have to stretch the field a little bit. Yeah. And that's the only thing that's going to open up our run lanes. Now, once we do that, yes, pound the ball significantly. But until we actually establish a pass game, we're not going to run the ball effectively. And I'm just tired of hearing the people say the same thing over and over again without a little bit of thought. Yeah, and, and Matt, you're preaching even, to the choir yeah, on that one. Because even if oh. you have a dominant running game, i.e., Leonard Fournette, perfect example, 1,000 yards. Yes. But yes. Uh, they know when and when not to stop him. And when you have a guy like Blake Bortles, reminds me a lot of Nick Foles, same yeah. thing. It goes from 4.1 yards per carry to 2.8 just that quickly because they just figure it out and there's enough tape And just look at the Saints. Right. There's a reason that, that you know, they're they're pounding the ball, but they, Drew Brees still has to get it done for them. And and the yep. fact that Correct. Drew Brees alone wasn't able to for, for the last five years, but now they got a running game. Correct. Correct. And I think the last three games, clearly the team has kept it, you know, very base, very vanilla, not showing too much. And hopefully next week when we come out, they're actually, you know, installing game plans that are quick hitters, you know, things to get the ball out of Nick's hands quickly so that we can exploit some of the things. Because to me, again, if teams want to stack the box, great. You, you got no, I'm, Matt. I'm with you. You're going to have to be able to throw the ball, but Good I think call, he buddy. brings up a re- great call. I think he brings up a really interesting concept there because we've heard that a lot. And I saw BLG no, shake it. BLG on. jump in on this because because that has been a, a pretty um, consistent narrative we've heard this past week. The concept. Oh, Doug was playing possum, vanilla stuff. That he was showing nothing. It, it, yeah. No. I mean, they needed they needed to no. win. They needed to win that Raiders game. So you better be like showing something because you need to win that game. You can't just be yeah, like, not oh, I'm not going to not show lot. anything in a game. I need to win. They couldn't, you know, they could have at least theoretically lost out on the number one seed there. So I don't totally buy that. I mean, maybe he's well, especially not because the stuff they were calling could have worked. He just didn't hit the exactly. Receivers. That's that's, <laughs> that's what I was getting to next. Yeah, like it's not like oh, you know, are they they're rope doping their opponents into it when like Nick Foles is missing. Wide open receivers, like no, he just sucks. Like yeah. it's not like they're hey, Carson, not trying to trick anyone. Here's what I want you to do: uh, throw an interception against <laughs> Dallas. <laughs> that was is yeah. Let's really nail the rust off. Uh, real quicking, breaking. 
because we know that there's a lot of new North Dakota State fans in Philadelphia. Congratulations. Yeah. FCS Championship. You are with 6-0, and oh, I believe, in FCS Championships. They don't, they don't mess around on North Dakota. So uh, congratulations to the fighting Carson Wences. The Bison. Yeah, there you go. Nailed it. Uh, as uh, they, They've won their playoff game, hopefully, maybe by osmosis. He can go to North Dakota and touch all the players and then, then touch all the players here, and then they'll win a playoff game and continue on. I like that theory. I, it's I better love, than just running the ball theory. 30 times. It's better than, <laughs> it, yeah, it's better than just saying, oh, you just got to have hope. Yeah, that's, uh, I, yeah, in what? <laughs> you know, I want to, that's why I want the weekend to start. I need to tangibly see something to have hope in, yeah, I know. like uh, winning a playoff game. That would give me hope to continue on to get to the Super Bowl. Absolutely. And it's not to be, and that's the thing. It's it's never to be negative. It's just kind of looking at this thing and going like, whew, it's a really tough challenge. You know, we haven't talked about yet, and uh, we've only got one more segment before we get to the picks and, and leading into the picks. We have not, between the three of us, really discussed who we want to play the most of the three teams that they could potentially play. We haven't, play. but we will definitely get into that next. I'm John Barcher. That's James Seltzer. Brandon Lee Gowton from BleedingGreenNation.com. This is BGN Radio. Let's go to John Johnson for an update on Sports Radio 94 WIP. This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Certainly has been a lot of discussion on who you would want the Eagles to face when they come in here uh, next week. We can officially say we're a week away wow. from a home playoff game, which is still exciting as, as much as we're being... You know, yeah, pessimistic about the chances. Years. It's yeah, it's fantastic. Four years. Successful season. Everything is uh, is is more than expected. Uh, but going into the thing, but I, I I see a couple of different. Who would you rather face? Takes uh, uh, Barrett Brooks, who uh, does the Next Level podcast with uh, Teron Davenport. There, they kind of broke that down, and he even texted us. He goes, I, you know, I'd like to see. I, I think the Panthers can beat the Saints. He's not the only one that thinks that. I think that too, and I would love to see the Panthers here. So they'd be your top choice. Yeah, I'd not want to see, see the Panthers. See, the Panthers would be my second choice. I, like, And I, I think for far too long this season, I defended the Falcons and said, oh, but the talent's there. Oh, they'll put it together. They never put it together. They squeaked into the playoffs. They have not looked good yet this season. Matt Ryan has not thrown for three touchdowns in a game yet this season. He hasn't passed two touchdowns no. in a game. They're a bad football team that was just good enough to make it in the playoffs. Uh, sadly, I think the Rams are going to beat them. But I want to play the Falcons here so badly. That team coming in here, this defense last year has already shown they can handle the much better Falcons offense Minus from last year. Minus the Kyle year. Shanahan, too. Exactly. So it's I, am, I am so <laughs> not scared of the Falcons. I, they are easily my top choice. Yeah, I'm, I'm with James there. And Carolina is probably a pretty close second. Pretty close actually. second. It's, yeah, the Saints. I don't want to play the Saints of the three pretty handled. They're both fraudulent to some extent. Like, they just have a fraud vibe to them. Obviously, I mean, they made the playoffs. I'm not saying they're – I don't think they're bad teams. I think they're definitely good teams, but I just don't think they're elite. They're definitely mm-hmm. – like, like, you have the elite teams in the NFC, and then they're definitely a step below that. They're not – you can't be like, well, the Saints – and like they're not in the same tier as the Saints or the Rams or even the Vikings for that matter. So – and that's literally the case in the seating, but also it's how you look <laughs> yeah, at it. Going chalk. Yeah, going pretty, pretty, uh, pretty bold there. But, yeah, I, I just don't fear those teams. Um, definitely those two the least. And I, But with that said, I do think Falcons actually have a chance to win today. And I think oh, Eagles, yes. yeah. because you look at this, you, I just don't think L.A., it's not the typical playoff team. Like, the quarterback isn't that scary. 
for a playoff team, and neither is the environment. It's L.A. It's not like you they, know they can't sell. No one, you know what's funny about that spot? Uh, no one wants to bother going. Do you know how hard it is to get to Coliseum? It's the brutal. You you it's know better name. Terrible. It's it's awful. awful. Trying to go to a, like a USC game. It's a terrible game. place to watch a game on top of that too. The a USC seats are game. Old. Yeah, it's all yeah. Like, it's an old place. A USC game with Matt Leinart and Reggie Bush in its heyday. Forget it. Yeah. Go watch it on TV. And that's the mentality of. They know trying to intersect and you're dealing with all the Orange County crowd and everybody. It just comes at one point. That's why. And there's no fans. There's no anything. I I kind of think Uh-oh. I'm going to save it. Don't step on I'm the ring about it. picks here. But I, will, <laughs> but I will say I don't want to face the Falcons. Is that weird? Yeah. It's, yes. I, I mean, look, yeah. If it they is a little up, weird. If but they beat the I mean, Rams. they're talented. I get it from that perspective. They beat the Rams by 20 points or something like well, that. Yeah, you really want to face that team? It's a different yeah. story. Like, if, look, yeah. if, the, if the Falcons go in and all of a sudden – the pieces are working and Julio's running around the field. <laughs> Devonte Freeman's cutting them up and all that. Yeah, that's a different story. But if they go out there and win games like they've won games all season where it's, you know, 20 to 17 and it's kind of ugly and they squeak by and Matt Ryan's like one touchdown, one interception, I'm not going to be scared of that. I was just laughing because what's, what's the ugliest thing that could happen to the Falcons fan base after that Super Bowl last year? They climb back. They climb back. Yeah. They face Tom Brady again. Oh, can you and imagine? literally almost the same thing happens. Like, what if they're going up even further at that can point? Can you just, imagine? <laughs> just I, give I, up I, being a fan at that point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd be like, all right, just blow it all up. Yeah, yeah it's just, just recirculate everything. Like, I think I would just quit. I'd be like, I'm out. What then, more? You, there's nothing more to see. No. Like, what, right, do, it's, it's, what, do Fal- yeah. what do Falcons fans think right now? Like, what's their, what is their feeling on their future? And think, yeah, because I mean, I'd be like, they're oh. probably still so scarred that they're not willing to love again. Yeah, you know, like, whatever. Like, we'll just I see can't what happens. Do it. I yeah. can't. I mean, because, like, how could you? I mean, you're up 25 points with like three minutes left in the third quarter yeah. of the Super Bowl. How oh. could you ever watch football again without that in the back of your head at all? Times? I can't imagine if what would go through our minds if that That's what I mean. Here. We'd never be able to watch football Couldn't without, like, exactly. We, we would this just always be like, be I like, don't care. Well, they're going to come back. Like, something's going to happen. <laughs> like, we're going to get screwed. Uh, 888 Seven two nine ninety four ninety four. It's good to meet you, Tools. What's up, buddy? Gentlemen, I'm, I'm I'm chomping at the bit. This is driving me crazy. I can't wait till next Saturday. The, you know, the Eagles have the total package. I'm I'm more worried that our defense. We really have to step up. I'm not really that concerned about Nick Foles. We got a great, you know, we wow. got a great kicker, but our defense really has well, to. Real quick, why are you not concerned about Nick Foles? This is probably the best backup in the league right now. Mm. He's been here before. As long as he does short, controlled passes and we have a good running, I, I think he's really going to step up. He's not going to be rusty. I just want our defense to – the defense Mitch, is going to win this you just said game. a lot of things I got a, I got a lot of problems believing in right there. <laughs> like, well, I, I mean, what, what have we seen from Foles the last few weeks to make you feel that confident? But we've come this far. I'm, 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 listen, I'm born and raised Philadelphia. We've, we are so close to this. We can, we can touch it. We can smell it. This is, this is so exciting. I'm, not, I'm more worried about the defense really has to come out blasting. Nick Foles will be okay. He's going to keep the game plan simple. He's not going to hot dog anything. Our runners will, our runners will be fresh. And I, I, listen, we can, only go, we can only get better. This, this is it. This is the, we're, we're, we're here. This is, this is exciting. Yes. I kind of and feel then, like the person yeah, screaming in the background. Fired up too. I love it. I, but that's and, that, and look, I love I love positivity. I love belief. I love hope. All that type yeah, of stuff. I don't want to take that away no. from you. We're just saying what we think. Yeah, too. it's yeah. just that like I like all that you're saying, and and I believe it. Good for you. I I hope. I I pray you're right. 
I, I want to be wrong so bad. But there was not one yeah. single thing that was said in that sentence that is a fact, A, or B, even likely. Base it in something. Base the optimism. Or <laughs> at least admit that I'm just hopeless. I'm, I'm like just going on blind faith. Like say that. Say but don't that. like That's make stuff up to like justify Nick Foles being good <laughs> or whatever. He's going to be fine. He'll be fine. It's like <laughs> the this is fine meme. It's that this fine. Nick Foles because he, is the this is fine he meme. He did good things four years ago. So he's going to be good again. Like that's yeah. not that's not real. That's not a real thing to bank your hope on. No, but I do think there is a way you can win with Nick Foles. It's just it's hard. It's yeah. hard. And and you just have to trust that he turns the light on for that particular game. That's what it is. Cause, cause the you thing know? is, is like, and you don't know he is a streaky guy and granted, I don't think he's ever been like, we all agree. 27. You have to admit that like, the results are streaky, but it's not like, like the, what is he good at? That's what I keep coming back to. What? Like, it's not like he, like the footwork right. is there. But the point it's, is there, there's there is, flaws while he is it. not good, he's never good. There is a difference between Nick Foles at his best and like a large difference between Nick Foles at his best and Nick Foles at his worst. Cause Nick Foles at his worst is so bad, but Nick Foles at his best for whatever marginal that is, is, is fine. Is I think okay. that yeah. speaks he's more okay. to the situation when he's good, as opposed to like him doing things really well. All right, that's, so but, but that's, look, they, exactly. They, but, but this team but then you're talent. hoping the the situation is right. good. Right, right. Like, well, that's yeah. the point. You need okay. Doug, Doug yeah. real quick, real quick, the, real quick. Because of the situation, where we want to make sure we get to Sean with enough time. There is some part of me that is not buying the Saints, and I haven't all year. I I I think that the Saints are really overrated. I agree with you. I look. I think I buy into the running game. I mean, Ingram and Kamara are for real, and and I think that the biggest jump has been that offensive line has been. So much better than they were last year. I mean, Ryan Ramchick, we've talked, you and I, we want, hmm. we loved Ramchick. It's would've a been, bummer. Would have been, would have been fine at 14. Would have been good. <laughs> would have been good at 14. Uh, would have been at Steel the way yeah. he's played at 14. I mean, he's been a top 10 pick in terms of how he's produced. Um, uh, so, uh, uh, look, I believe in that part. And I, and Breeze, again, he's not the older Breeze, but he's still smart enough to get done what needs to get done. But I think the defense is really where it's been overrated. And we've seen it the last few weeks. Like, yes, Marshawn Lattimore. Really great addition, great player. Cam Jordan, so underrated. Yes. Game record. But, like, outside of that, like, it's not a great defense. It's a defense can that beaten. can be beaten and has been helped, like we've talked about a lot, by a run game that has controlled the clock and an offense that has kept the ball. I mean, that really has helped that defense out. Biggest wild card upsets since 1978 from ESPN Stats and Info. 2010, Seattle over New Orleans over the infamous right. old Madi run. The beast court. Uh, 1996 Jacksonville eight and a half over Buffalo. 1983, the then Los Angeles Rams over the Dallas Cowboys plus eight and a half. Denver over Pittsburgh in 2011. Is that the Tebow game? That's the Tebow game. Yep. That's the Tebow game. Will there be any upsets this weekend when we get to the picks with Sean Brace? Tune in to find out. Let's coming up next. BGN Radio, right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. It is BGN Radio, right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. John Barcher, James Seltzer, Brandon Lee Gowton, Editor-in-Chief of BleedingGreenNation.com. And as always, right around this time, well, not specifically this time because it's Wild card weekend, we get the extended hour, which means we get a little more time with our good friend Sean Brace from Fox 29, also PhillyInfluencer.com. Sean, what's happening, buddy? How are you? 
wild card weekend, boys. You got to love it. The playoffs are here, and I can't wait for today's games. Actually, let's get it started. Yes, let's. Uh, I and uh, what uh, you doing TV tonight, my friend? I am. I am doing TV. I will be on. Uh, believe it or not, during the game, uh, during the first game, the Titans and the uh, the Chiefs. And then, how about next week when the Eagles play? I have to do a hit in the middle of the Eagles game. Yeah. <laughs> so imagine how many people will be watching that. But I'll be on tonight. Yeah, well, it's like the flip from this week because, you know, like you are way more fun to watch than this uh, Titans-Chiefs game will yeah, be. More, so at least you'll get that bump this week. I love it. I love it. I'll tell you, one thing I wanted to say real quick, you know, we, all, we often like take on Cowboys fans and say how bad of a fan base they are, which is true. But I want to point out something real quick. There is not a softer fan base in all of sports than a New England Patriots fan base. Oh, my gosh, yes. They won how many Super Bowls, and all they do is cry and complain and say that everything is fake news when there might be <laughs> some truth behind it. What a soft fan base. If I ever won a Super Bowl, you would never hear me cry at all. And those dudes won five, and all they do is just whine about everything. I'm going at it all day today with Patriots. Yeah, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Sean, like, by the way, you have not won Patriot of the Week. I'm very sorry. That, <laughs> uh, but maybe uh, maybe he can win a wild card pick of the week. As it's time to get to the NFL picks. It's time to ring the bell. Here come the BGN Radio NFL picks on Sports Radio 94 WIP. The NFL picks are brought to you by the casino at Delaware Park, where you can right now get in your car, go down 95, and wager on all of these games all weekend, and uh, maybe even play a super teaser parlay for me while you're at it. The Casino at Delaware Park is a lottery agent of the Delaware Lottery, and you must be 21 to play. But, gentlemen, as always, we do not have to be 21 to watch. Where are we heading to first, Mr. Seltzer? You might have to be 21 to watch this when there's a parental advisory <laughs> on this game. The Tennessee Titans somehow, someway in the playoffs heading into Arrowhead. Appropriately, the Chiefs a big favorite, up to eight and a half points. Mr. Brace, where are you going? I'm not, no, no, not eight and a half. I like the Chiefs to win this game, but that's too many points for Andy Reid and that Chiefs to screw up. So I, give me the Titans and the points, but I believe the Chiefs do win this game. Oh, ring the bell! Marcus Mariota's going to look at Mike Malarkey and say, the only way we're going out there is without you, pal. And ten- Tennessee is going to be absolutely crushed. Mike Malarkey will be fired by the second quarter. The Chiefs roll on this one in double digits. Where are you going, James? John, I could not agree with you more except the first quarter Mike Malarkey's out of the game. <laughs> They're going to roll. And I, look, I wouldn't put my own money on this game because what an awful game. But uh, if I had to, I, I think the Chiefs just a way better football team, and I think they put some points up. PLG? Yeah, if there was a game to bet on, and if you're really feeling unsure, I mean, the Titans are terrible. I don't know how you could take them. Much, much better football game going on tonight, likely, as the 8-15 start out in Los Angeles. They have football in Los Angeles, guys, in case you didn't know. The people out there don't know, but we know. That's right. The hired actors will get in there eventually. (laughs) That's exactly right. The Atlanta Falcons heading into Los Angeles. A six-point road dog for the Super Bowl team last year. Mr. Brace, what do you think about this one? I think this is the one team that could do it all that could represent the nfc in the super bowl if it's not the eagles i'm not buying the vikings i think it's all about the rams boys and uh i'm gonna go ahead and take them against the falcons today or excuse me tomorrow give me the rams in a i'm telling you they roll atlanta tomorrow yeah i'm kind of thinking that way i've tried to talk myself into atlanta although i will say i think if you like atlanta in this game you got to go hard on the money line and you should definitely do it i'm going to stick with the rams 
I thought you were going to take that. I was all ready to ring the bell. <laughs> I think the Rams roll. Like I know. Two, it's disappointing. Two, two words for you. Todd and Gurley. That's I'll, it. I'll ring the bell. Oh! oh! I'll take it. I think... I man, I think the Rams win, but I feel like there's a little bit of that upset potential. Like I was talking about earlier, just golf not like super inspiring. I know Todd is great, Sean McVay, but just the atmosphere too. There's a there's a small part of me that believes there's upset potential. So I'm taking the points and hoping for Which something. Which is a good way to do it. If you're gonna take the dog, believe they can win. I like that philosophy of it as well. But I'm I'm with Brace. Yeah, what's up, Sean? Oh, I misspoke. That game's tonight. I apologize. That game's tonight. Oh yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah we, we we got you. So, but uh, yeah, I think the, I think the Rams at home that offense, coach of the year, Sean McVay leading the way. Uh, all right, let's head to. Uh, we didn't think we could have a worse game than Kansas City, Tennessee, but oh no, we do. As we head to Jacksonville, as the Buffalo Bills, the long-awaited return to the playoffs against uh, Blake Bortles in a playoff game. Blake Bortles, an eight and a half point favorite at home. Sean, what are you doing? Oh, give me the Bills. They haven't been here in forever. Uh, I'm not a believer in the Jacksonville Jags and all those points. Give me the Bills to keep it close. And I hope I'm right. <sighs> uh, sorry, honey. I'm with Sean. I, I'm going with the Bills. I think there is. I think Jacksonville wins, but I think uh, I, I don't think they cover. Uh, ring the bell! The Buffalo Bills won their Super Bowl. Last week, they uh-huh. are done. Did you see right, that Bill celebration? Simmons, Did you see that celebration? Yes, Bill Simmons is dead on with this one. Uh, come on, man. And not just that. Jackson, Jacksonville might shut him out. Maybe no shady. Marcus Murphy? Who the hell is that guy? I've never even heard yeah, of I him. I don't know. I, look, I, I'm scared of betting on Blake Bortles, but I think Jacksonville just way, way, way better than Buffalo. Ring the bell in James because, again, <laughs> The Blake Bortles factor, that's what does it for me. Yeah. That guy could throw like two pick sixes, and they're, you know, uh, there you have it right there. I just, I think nine or eight and a half here is a lot. It's up to nine. Actually, in some this places. is the one I feel best about. Really? Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't know. I just, I, I get it, but man, I just think that they could at least cover. One more game to go. Another good one is the NFC matchups significantly better than the AFC ones we had. Down to Nola as the New Orleans Saints up to a seven-point favorite open at six. A seven-point home favorite playing the Panthers for the third time this season. Mr. Brace. Yeah, and the Saints beat them both times, right? You know, it's yep. like, what is going on? I, I feel like Carolina shows up and they play this game tough. Give me the Panthers on the road. And, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a great game. It's going to be the game of the weekend. But give me Cam Newton and the Panthers step up. Oh, my God. I don't I, – I, 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 I swear I thought Sean was going to go with the Saints and was going to make this epic speech. But I'm with him. I'm going with Carolina and the upset. Don't give me the points. Give me the money line, baby, at plus 250 because they're winning this thing the whole way through. You can't beat a team three times. That's my that's my goal. Ah, ring the bell! Saints are a better football team. And uh, to your point there, are John. Uh, John, you can't beat a team three times. In actuality, when teams have met for the third time in the playoffs, the team that won the two games the first time is 2-0, and is 13-7. and So more often than not, you do beat them three times. I'm going to take so the Saints to cover. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> and you look back at those games, or at least I do, and I, the Saints were just clearly the better team. That wasn't like Those weren't like back-and-forth games anyone could have won. No, mm-hmm. the Saints were always the better team. I've always felt like this Panthers team is kind of just fraudulent, or at least just not in that same tier as the Saints. So to me, it's pretty 
easy call. I'm taking New Orleans. Well, uh, Sean, we'll go with uh, we'll go with those those two because you had said them, and we'll just go off of your picks here. Let's say it is the Carolina Panthers that do beat the Saints in this one, and they come into Philadelphia uh, a week from now. What's your feeling? Uh, I'm not feeling good. That's for sure. Uh, you know, look, there's only one team that I would feel good going up against. And that would be Atlanta, to be honest with you, boys. Uh, and depending on what the conditions will be like, because I, I really want to point that out. Those last two home games, the Cowboys and, and that Raiders game, they have, those were tough conditions. But I think a guy like Cam Newton could come in and put it on his shoulders and really mix it up. So I don't want to see the Panthers. I would like to see the Falcons. Uh, but the Panthers are Saints. Probably go with the Saints. I don't know, but it's not going to be easy any which way you look at it. All these teams deserve to be there in the NFC. Do you think they match up better against the Saints? Is that why you're kind of saying that? Yeah, I mean, I don't think the Saints' defense is all that tough. I really don't, in my mind. Uh, and I think that it's going to be a little bit more difficult for Drew Brees to sling it around. But I think a guy like Cam Newton could put it on his back and obviously rush it and, and take on linebackers and so on and so forth. So, I do. I think the, the, the Eagles match up a little bit better with the Saints. But uh, I don't know. Like I said, every team in the NFC belongs. It's not going to be an easy path easy, easy, any way they go. All right. We'll, uh, we'll keep an eye on that one. And, Sean, we'll see you uh, tonight on the TV and always uh, on uh, phillyinfluencer.com, my friend. I just want to say I love Bleeding Green Nation. Go Birds! <laughs> <laughs> Go Birds indeed. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, and, uh, yeah, I mean, the playoff action will start right here at uh, 4.30 on WIP. Obviously, their pregame show starts at 4 o'clock on the dot. So, yeah, uh, let's uh, – in any outside of – you know, we predicted the, the game's – how about what happens with Alex Smith? What's his line today? Uh, Are you going over under three hundred yards? I'm, I'm with you, John. I don't the three hundred yards itself. Uh, I don't know. The Titans have been awful in terms of allowing passing touchdowns. One of the worst teams in the league. I think you see like three touchdowns from Smith today. I think they air it out. The Titans front seven pretty sound against the run. I think it's more of a, a passing day. I think that's how the Chiefs are going to have to win the game. I don't know if he gets to three hundred or not, but I think you could see a. 283 touchdown, no interception type day. I think it, if you're in your fantasy playoff leagues, whatever that type of stuff, Alex Smith is my favorite play quarterback today. Yeah, any surprises today, BLG, in terms of who's going to be, you know, the the playoff MVP? Is it going to be Tariq uh, Hill? Will we see our baby boy Marcus Mariota actually go out there and sling it and make it an interesting game? No. No. <laughs> nope. And I think it's more Travis Kelsey than Tyreek Hill. Uh, the t- Tennessee's actually been pretty decent containing big plays. Yep. But, man, they get gashed in the middle of the field. I think Kelsey has a huge day. Today. I'm really, uh, really, really excited to see this uh, this Rams-Falcons Me matchup. Me too, man. I, I, think I, I just want to get through the, this first game and get to that one. I don't know if um, – I, yeah, I, I'm not sure how the other two are going to work out. I just feel like uh, – and I know Vegas seems so too. I mean, it's a 48-and-a-half over-under. You think it's going to be a slugfest out there, BLG? Just be, uh, a complete shootout one way or the other? In Atlanta Rams? Yep. Yeah, I think so. I think these defenses just like aren't that great enough to keep it low. But we say that, and well, then it always turns out to be that way. Yeah, and also, <laughs> for what it's worth, Aaron Donald going up against a backup guard and Ben oh, Garland, he's gonna, Andy Levitre out. I mean, that Aaron Donald, the best defensive player in the sport. So, yeah. I, And I think you're going to see that on the on the national stage tonight. Absolutely. We want to thank everybody. Jack Fritz, of course, Kevin Keenan right here for producing this, and he will continue on with you. John Johnson for the updates. That is Brandon Lee Gouton, James Seltzer. I am John Barchard. This has been BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP.